Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Monday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online with you. With you? Sorry. Hey, Dad. Somebody else had uh, been controlling your uh, headphone levels. Is that a little better? <laughs> Significantly yeah. better? We've got him laughing right out of the gate. That is better. That's a, Must uh, have had Gallo on here. A, a good start. Uh, glad to have you along. Sports Talk live today from the Sportsbook at Time Out Lounge as we kick off Egg Bowl Week. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Brian Scott Rippey will join us in a little while. Ole Miss had their uh, their press conference a little later today than normal, so he had to hang around for that and then told me uh, he was driving, and I forgot that Monday of Egg Bowl week is every year the week of the Egg Bowl run. So the ROTC programs at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and this has been going on for uh, the last five or six years anyway, uh, they run the football a, a game ball from either Oxford to Starkville or Starkville to Oxford because the game is in Starkville this year. The Ole Miss ROTC ran from Oxford to Calhoun City. They handed off in Calhoun City to the Mississippi State ROTC, and uh, I couldn't figure out why traffic was backed up for me as I was driving. It's like, we're going really slow. What are we doing? And then when I finally was able to get around, I was like, oh, it's the Egg Bowl run today. And then uh, Rippy got tied up. Uh, behind that a little bit later. So he'll join us coming up in a little while. Uh, we are glad to have you along. Uh, you hear every single day on Super Talk Mississippi about the sports book at Timeout Lounge. We are here today. And uh, what a fun way to kick this off. Monday night football coming up tonight. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but here's why. You've got everything. If you're a college football fan, you've got a bunch of college football. A couple of MAC games tonight, uh, tomorrow night. Got a MAC game on Wednesday night. You've got the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. You've got three NFL games on Thursday. You've got a ton of college football on Friday. You've got a ton of college football on Saturday. And you get to the NFL stuff on, on Sunday as well. But it's not just that. It's also Feast Week. 200 hours of college basketball over the course of 11 days. It's more like Feast Week and a half at ESPN. It's the stuff that got started last week with Charleston and Myrtle Beach, where where I was and where Mississippi State played last week. Uh, Maui got started today, the the Maui Invitational. Georgia, by the way, getting blasted by Dayton with about nine minutes to play. And the tournament in Orlando has started. You've got um, Bahamas, which start. Loaded field there. So if you're a sports fan, this is your week. And it's not just one sport. It's kind of across the board. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Am I, am I on there? What's yeah, going you, on? you are, but you should have learned by now that it works better when you talk into the mic. I am talking into the there mic. There you go. See? It's amazing how that works. Anyway, and on top of that, there's turkey. You a turkey guy? I love turkey. Turkey or ham? Turkey. 
Really? Ham like, on Thanksgiving is awful. No, no, you got to do both. I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm but a team that do the one. Guy, but I, you, you I, I want turkey. Just I want turkey. How do you like your turkey? What do you mean? Oh, oh uh, prepared. Uh, if I had to do a turkey rankings, yes. uh, fried, smoked, and then roasted as third. Oh, no. You're wrong. <laughs> it's because you've never had my smoked turkey well, because then it would go to the top of the list. Well, next year when the Egg Ball's in Oxford, I'll come eat. Maybe so. I've actually not smoked a turkey for the last couple of years. We, we've kind of gone the, um, the, the slightly less effort route. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was out of town last year on Thanksgiving and the yeah. year before. It, it just it, with, with football on that day, it makes it hard because mm-hmm. when I do the turkeys, I usually do three of them. Oh, on the big smoker, yeah, like the the big grill on the trailer, and it's like an overnight deal. I didn't even know you had one of those. I do, uh, absolutely do. So uh, you know, build a fire on one end and put the turkeys on the other end, and let the smoke flow through, yeah, and let them go for about ten hours. So you know, put them on at midnight or so. They come off somewhere nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. Great flavor, good and juicy. In fact, uh, the the first year I did this was at Jane's grandparents' house. They lived in Port Gibson, and really? I yeah. Absolutely, on uh, on Grand Gulf Road. Yeah. So uh, uh, both of them are, are passed on now, but I think this was even this was either the first year that we were married or the year before we were married, and I was in charge of the turkey, and there were about thirty five people there. That's a big job. Yeah. So I mean, I don't need to mess this thing up. So turkeys come off, and it's time to transport the turkeys out of the pan onto a serving dish. I'm doing this outside on the picnic table. And I've got it kind of, it, it, it has cooked in, you know, like an apple juice vinegar mix or whatever, you know, yes. stuffed with citrus stuff. Looks beautiful. And it's so tender, hey, Dad. And when I'm trans- trying to transport it from the pan yeah. onto the serving platter, the entire bird goes, it's like it's on a water slide, and it goes swoosh, bounces off the edge of the picnic table, straight onto the concrete sidewalk. And it just, it just disintegrated. It just disintegrated. Oh man! And you look down, and it's like all of the meat has fallen off, and you could literally reach in and pick up with your hands the turkey, but like the, the carcass of the turkey, just pick it up and remove the whole thing and toss it away. Dang! So we, you know, the stuff that wasn't directly on the ground. Again, maybe that's why you do three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I still got enough to eat. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's fun. So, so four for next year if I'm coming. You're going to get your own turkey? I, 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 you just want to be sure. Yeah. I, I think there will be uh, plenty to eat. And then we do the spiral cut uh, ham, ham as well. I do the, a pork roast. A pork roast? Yeah. Big pork loin. Yeah? Cook that on the grill. In addition to, to turkey. turkey. And- yeah. We, and we did, a, uh, we did a smoked prime rib last year. And it was good. That's not a bad idea. It's not bad. We, we have transition. You know, a lot of people like turn around and do the uh, the Thanksgiving meal all over again on Christmas. Oh, yeah. And in the past, we've done that. We have transitioned to a, uh, a big tenderloin yeah. at, uh, at Christmas. That's a good call. And uh, going the steak route for, uh, for Christmas Eve dinner or Christmas dinner, whichever it is. Uh, we're glad to have you along. We're going to have some fun this week. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank. Online at mslandbank.com, Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. Check out their website. Again, mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395, Ceasefire, customer inspired. Borky, what's the best part of Thanksgiving for you, of the Thanksgiving meal? Ooh, um, 
Sweet potato casserole. Yeah? Well, that's a good call. Marshmallows or no? Uh, see, pecans, I think, are a good alternative to marshmallows. Well, crunch on yeah. them. I like that. See, I'm not a sweet guy. Like, I don't drink soda or anything like that uh, unless it's mixed with bourbon, mm-hmm. cheap bourbon, because I can't <laughs> afford the good stuff. <laughs> and uh, I, know, I, I know, right? <laughs> you got to drown out the taste of uh, a gut bomb, why don't you? <laughs> seriously. But uh, so I can't do too much sweet. So putting the pecans instead of marshmallows are better for me, but either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The only good thing that comes from my son having a nut allergy is we no longer have to have pecans and stuff. Like, it's not uh, banana bread, banana nut bread. Mm -hmm. It's now just banana bread. bread. No pecan pie for you? Yeah, I was never – I I can do it. I like pecan I'm not a huge pecan guy. So roasted pecans, uh, okay, I could be on board with that. My grandmother, though, my my mother's mother – my grandmother knew that I didn't like pecans, but I liked pecan pie. And so when I would eat pecan pie, I would pick off the pecans and then eat the filling. <laughs> One year, she made for me a pecanless nice. pecan so just pie. Like, just the, 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 the middle there. Yeah, or got to get it hot and put or, ice cream on or, top or, of it. Or if you're not from the intelligent-speaking part of the country, a pecanless pecan pie. No, we're not calling it that. Yeah. No, no. no. So it was just the filling and the crust, and it was absolutely – That sounds fantastic. Yeah. That's one of my fondest memories of my grandmother. She moved way on up the charts that day. <laughs> uh, good to be with you. we got a bunch to get to not related to Thanksgiving uh, this afternoon. we got a special guest that's going to stop by. If everything goes according to plan, we're going to visit with Joe Horn this afternoon. I think he's on the golf course right now and uh, maybe wrapping up, and, and so he's going to stop by and join us a little bit later this afternoon. Looking forward to that. I don't know if Joe's got any buddies with him that we're going to talk with also. We'll see. I'm not sure what the the Joe Horn posse looks like today. Uh, Chief's going to stop by this afternoon as well. Uh, Rippy will be along in a little while. It is Egg Bowl week. Give me a level of excitement for you individually, and then maybe you can text us or tweet to us your level of excitement as well. So 1 to 10 being, uh, let, let's say 10 would be, your team wins to get you to the SEC championship game as the winner of the West. A one would be um, you are winless on the season and are a 30-point underdog and would rather not actually show up for the game. Quite a, quite a range. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, let's go complete range of emotions. One to ten. Level of excitement, Borky, for Egg Bowl 2019 in Starkville on Thanksgiving night. Um, probably a five because it's still the Egg Bowl. It's okay. still missing Mississippi State. I'm more interested in what happens after the game and the reaction to the result. Okay. I mean, Stephen and I talked yesterday on, on the Sunday show, and we had multiple Mississippi State fans. And I don't think this is the overall scope of the fan base say they would rather them lose Ooh. to expedite a change. And I don't buy that because once the ball gets kicked off, that's not sure. going to be how they feel. But there's a weird feeling around this game, and I'm interested to see the reaction post-game from either one. Hey, Dad, 1 to 10, excitement level, Egg Bowl 2019. 7. Really? 10 gets you to the SEC championship game, and you're at a 7. I love the Egg Bowl. I love this one. Sports Talk Mississippi, just getting started. Big show with you this afternoon from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. We're in the Renaissance Bank studio, Renaissance Bank, understanding you. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
on the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, the Golden Moon Casino in Philadelphia, part of Pearl River Resort. What a gorgeous day it would have been to sneak out uh, over on either the Dogwoods course, the Azalea course, just across the road from where we sit right now at Dancing Rabbit. Beautiful day for some fall golf. I don't know if the weather's going to cooperate for the next couple of days. The most recent forecast I looked at, and I'll pull it up again. I, I feel like I'm doing this every couple of hours. But, hey, Dad, it looks like we're going to be okay weather-wise on, um, on Thursday night. Yeah, I think I saw the, the lows mid-40s, so that's not that bad for a 630 uh, kick. No, but, I mean, it'll be upper 40s at kickoff. Yeah. If that's the case, right? Right. So what's the Let's see. Uh, the Thursday, goodness. This is fantastic radio, by the way. As I'm waiting on Starkville, Mississippi, 10-day weather forecast. Uh, Thursday, November 28th, Thanksgiving Day, mostly cloudy, high of 58, low of 42. Okay. Sunset's about 530, so it'll be completely dark by 545. Most importantly, though, is that zero. Zero percent rain. Yeah. Uh, which is different than the forecast from a week ago when you were looking at Thursday. There was a, like, 60 to 80 percent chance of rain. Yeah, something has happened. In, in the world, we weren't we weren't in control, in control of that. That was something that just happened. Yeah. We didn't have anything to do with it. Did not have anything to do no. with the uh, weather changing. No. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to be that. I mean, you know, bundle up, layer up. And it's an egg bowl. Come it's going to be cold. What's the crowd going to be like on uh, Thursday night? More than it was Saturday. Yeah, well, they're really going out on a limb there, aren't you? I, I think. If a football game falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it make a sound. That's rough. Or no, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I would say... I'll be. I won't be totally surprised if they're in the low fifties. Okay, you know, fifty-two, fifty-three. So corners of the upper decks will be empty on yeah. both sides. That, kind of, that's about eight to nine thousand empty seats. Um, Ole Miss will not. Did I'm sure. I, I would. I, I have not talked to someone specifically about this, but I would bet every dollar that I have in my pocket right now that Ole Miss did not sell the entire allotment of tickets that it got, which normally is five thousand. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's been a long time, like. Closing in on a decade since either Ole Miss or Mississippi State has sold its entire allotment really? of tickets for this game. 14 and 15 they didn't sell? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Now, the ones in the lower set, you know, yeah. lower couple of sections that you get, yes. But, I mean, the you know, the scattered 1,000 or 1,500 tickets that the visitors get in the upper deck. Yeah. Or the top of the sections in the corners in yeah. Oxford haven't been full in a long time. Okay. So – uh, now, now, sometimes, uh, for example, going back to the 2014 game in Starkville, it was full. No, it was packed, Oxford. I'm sorry, o Oxford in 2014. Yeah. Packed house. Yeah. Whatever tickets Mississippi State sold back, Ole Miss fans bought. Yeah. 2015 in Starkville, same packed thing. house. Same deal. Yeah. Uh, but, but as Why far as – Why do you think that is? Is that simply, one, because it's a growing trend, but people just don't want to drive to the other town to watch their team lose on Thanksgiving night? Well, it's not even te watch your team lose. The road team's won the last four in the, yeah. in the series. But I, I think I think there's a there's a con small contingent, not a, not a big contingent, but there's a small contingent that just they just won't go to the other town. Yeah, you know, and I yeah, because it's so dangerous in both. Well, places. I have I have my own personal feeling. I think you are not a true fan of Mississippi State and or Ole Miss if you don't go to one Egg Bowl in the other town. You should go at some point, somewhere one time along in the way. your life. Had a conversation with a guy this morning. Yeah, I said you're going to Starkville Thursday night. Nope, hadn't been since 1963. Said I'd never go back. I said, really? But he went. I said, so, so I said, what happened in 63? He said, it was a tie, 10 to 10. Mm -hmm. Said Ole Miss 
uh, only needed a tie to go to the SEC championship game, and so they kicked or to to win the SEC, mm-hmm. and so they kicked a field goal late instead of going for it and trying to score a touchdown, and were, you know, happy enough with the results. They won the SEC. What's this guy complaining about? No, I mean he just said he did that he today. He said it was a little hostile, and he didn't see any reason to go back. Right. But you know, that, but he went once. Yep. So he gets he gets credit. Yeah, that uh, that has existed in uh, in both fan bases. So a bunch to get to this afternoon. Some of what we're going to look at. Uh, Oregon no longer part of the playoff picture after losing on Saturday to Arizona State. That's a bad loss. And Justin Herbert was bad when it mattered. Yeah, hey, That's why that anonymous scout, even though anonymous scouts are cowards and we should stop giving them platforms. But uh, As you talk about the anonymous scout. As I talk about the anonymous scout that said <laughs> that Justin Herbert is going to get some executive in the NFL fired for drafting him early. Ooh. I said on Friday, I said I, I thought Oregon would win. But I said that they should have. Herm Edwards will dirty that game up and muddy it up, and it'll be ugly. And it ended up being too ugly for Oregon to handle. And in reality, it wasn't that ugly. Mm-hmm. Arizona State was maybe the best they've been offensively yeah, all year they long. Well. They played well. Uh, it was a, an impressive win for uh, for them. LSU rolls on. No trouble with Arkansas, although it took them a little while to kind of get going. They didn't cover. In uh, that game, they did not cover. At one point, they were. Yeah. And then they gave up a couple of uh, scores. Uh, did not handle an onside kick very well. Afterward, Ed Ogeron asked about the trophy. We weren't celebrating this game. Our, th- those guys haven't beaten anybody in a long time. He Nothing ruined to it celebrate. today. He apologized. And then he apologized today. for well, it. Did he? Today. Come on, Ed. Like that was perfect because he was right too. And he apologized for being disrespectful. And I've got friends up there, and I'm, you know, I'm sorry that I said yeah, that. Blah, blah, Come blah. on, Ed. Nah, I don't need to hear Two that. Two games apology. in a row, they've left the trophy on the field. Yeah, good. Something to that, huh? Yeah. Uh, Ohio State rolled early and then turned it over and then dominated again at the end against Penn State. Here's a shocker. Chase Young is really good. He's really good. I mean, they were doubling him and it wouldn't matter. Uh, Texas A&M made it a game late. Gross night. Afternoon into the evening in Athens, Georgia. But Georgia wins again. Uh, Oklahoma got a uh, pretty good break and a win against TCU. 28-24. He's a full yard short. And they got a fourth down, and they gave him the first down. With no review? Did not, did, did not change it during review. They reviewed it? Full yard short. Oh, my. Handed it to him. Oh, my. I mean, a, a full yard short. Uh, Saints <laughs> got a the win. Playoffs they're, open they're doing the best they can, though. Saints got a win against the Panthers. Field goal at the yeah. end to get the dub. Back in the Cowboys, not so much in a rainy, nasty game in New England. Shockingly, I know you're shocked by this, officiating a big part of the conversation after that game. No. Again. What? Yeah, go figure it out. Part of that, especially the two calls that really, for lack of a better term, screwed over Dallas yesterday, uh, were one of those points of emphasis. Yeah. The the tripping thing, and neither of those were tripping, but – uh, you're putting these guys in impossible situations. You even had, what was it, Gene Steratore, whatever his name is, yeah. uh, say that they were the right calls. And no, it, he's wrong. Just, that happens every single time an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman go against each other in a football game. Every single play. And Dallas, instead of getting a first down, faced 4th and 11 on what would have been the game-winning drive. Couldn't get it. They lose. My, uh... It was brutal. My favorite officiating moment yesterday was the NFL finally overturning a pass interference call, and it was against the Saints. <laughs> that was the best part. And didn't overturn the Jared Cook one, which oh, was a joke. 
It was, I was just watching this. I was like, this is going to be the one. This is it right here. It's going to happen, and they did it. Forky, they, I like this. They're rocking the Saints gear today. Good-looking Saints pull over yeah, there. And uh, this was a $25 Walmart find. There too. you go. Yeah. Good Looks for like you. Looks like it's worth $150. Bucks. Uh, well, I wouldn't go crazy. In your face, fanatics. <laughs> All right, so Mississippi State beats Abilene Christian 45-7. to I tried to sit in my hotel room in Charleston and watch this game on, uh, on Saturday night on the computer. Um, it was hard to stay locked in on it. Yeah, it was hard to stay. I was in the game in the stadium, and it was hard to stay locked in. Mississippi State led 7 to nothing after the first quarter. It was 21-7 to at the half. It was 28-7 to at the end of the third. And then they score 17 in the fourth quarter. Tommy Stevens, 13 of 27, 165 yards. 88 of those yards came on one pass play. Well, I, I don't like doing that. Well, if you take this yeah, out of the equation, either, but, because that's not fair. But, but if you take that one pass play out of the equation, he was 12 of 26 for 85 yards. Yeah. Or and they ran, and they ran a pass play that watching it live, I, all I could think was. Maybe should have saved that for next week. It was something I had not seen them do before. I'm like, why? Why is it a they... wheel route? No, no. He he overthrew a wheel route. He had Colin Hill. I mean, the, he could have punted it to him. He was so wide open. Yeah, I mean, missed him. But this was a basically a fake jump pass. Okay. That Stevens takes a snap, takes a step forward like he's going to run, and then he just flings it forward, and Colin Hill's running free and takes off down the field. And and State did not run that play that I've seen all year. In two years, I don't remember last year. I don't think I've seen it before. Yeah. And I'm just thinking. I, why? Well, you know, it was still dicey early against ACU. <laughs> like you, you needed that right then? Oh. Garrett Schrader came in at the end. He uh, completed three passes, 40 yards, and a touchdown in the ballgame. Kylan Hill, 16 carries, 153 yards in the game. Tommy Stevens carried it seven times for 88 yards, had uh, at least one big, uh, long third-down conversion where he just was kind of faster than everybody and got to the sideline. Garrett Schrader carried it, carried it eight times for 65 yards. 372 yards on the ground, 205 yards in the air. And yet Mississippi State didn't look very good doing it. No. This is very disinterested. This is the, the Which is kind of what you expected. I, I I agree, but they were just so ugly early in this game that I mean it's 45-7. You think, okay, they handled them pretty easily. But that's not the case. I mean, like I said it was 7-0 after the first quarter. State punted twice inside the Abilene Christian 40 in their first two possessions, including one that got Borky's attention. They punted from the 33-yard line. The 33. I don't care if it's fourth and 32. You go for you it from the 33-yard yeah. line. we got a whole lot more coming up with you. We'll get some final thoughts on this game because, let's be honest, it's now in the rearview mirror. It does not matter. Game on Thursday matters, though. Ole Miss and Mississippi State Egg Bowl Week, Monday from the Sportsbook and Timeout Lounge at the Golden Moon Casino. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad for now. Brian Scott Rippey will join us in a little while. Georgia has lost in their first game in Maui. Dayton beat Georgia 80-61. to Yikes. 19-point loss. Dayton's pretty good. They're undefeated on the year. Georgia, Anthony Edwards, all that good stuff had been uh, relatively impressive early on. Yeah. That's the first loss of the year for uh, Georgia. Significant one, though. Yeah. 
in Maui, Virginia Tech, and Michigan State is coming up next. Any okay? Any lasting thoughts for you from Saturday night in Starkville? Finally had a go- home game at night. Yeah. Homecoming. I mean, it's the best I can do for you, man. It's over. Trying to help. It's over. The state just wanted to get through the week. Okay. And if you, you, you heard Joe Moorhead in the post-game press conference. Can he be trusted anymore? I know, right? I mean, he just admitted very openly to lying. He, he, he lied. He, he said, said, I lied. He said he lied. He did lie. He said he went ahead and looked at Ole Miss uh, this week. I told you a couple weeks ago that I would have started looking at Ole Miss after the Arkansas game. I wouldn't have worried about Alabama. Um, that said, I, 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 I don't think you can take much more away from that game, and, and I think – Maybe you could take some of the sloppiness early as MSU was – the players were looking ahead as well. And if that's it's certainly a, a one way to look at it. Uh, but I think everybody's focus was already on Ole Miss, and then now we're here, now we're at the Egg Bowl. Uh, forgive me for this. Do you know how much better Mississippi State's offense would be if their receivers would catch the football? They'd be actually pretty good. If, if, if getting open was a draftable skill – if you could just get open and but not have to catch the ball, Stephen Gidry might be a top five. How many balls did they drop Saturday well, night? Gidry alone had four. I'm Three. not sure about the total, um, but he he has he is constantly open. Will that and, change and, on Thursday night? Will he start catching the football? Yeah. I I mean, I doubt it. Ole Miss's secondary is not very good, so he might still be open, but I, I wouldn't trust him to uh, to catch the football. And Ole Miss's secondary, I, I would agree with you. They've given up big numbers in the passing game. But they have Borky created some turnovers this year, and they've had some young guys that have played. You got to believe that, you know, playing time bodes well for the future. Oh, you would think so. Especially, I mean, the three freshmen that they've played in the rotation, none of them were highly recruited guys, and all uh, seemingly really good evaluations in recruiting, kind of becoming a theme uh, for Matt Luke and his staff. I mean, you look at the the young guys on that team and the way they've contributed right away, but. It is the Achilles heel of that team. But, I mean, if we're talking about this game, Mississippi State has to throw the football because I think Ole Miss is pretty good in the front seven, good enough to not let Kylan Hill beat them completely on his own. So that'll be the X factor, if we want to call it that, is Mississippi State's receivers getting separation and then catching the football when they're open. I mean, that's the difference in the game. Uh, will that be the case, though? I, I don't know. I honestly think that the, the running game is going to be sort of a key for Mississippi State. Uh, you, so you mentioned Steven's stats a minute ago. Back in, there in the middle of the season, we were talking about Stevens versus Schrader and the rushing game, the running game, what he was doing differently. But Stevens is, is becoming a, a plus runner now. And so uh, I, I think that State's going to need to be able to run the football first, and then they'll see what happens in the passing game. We're going to press timeout on our Ole Miss-Mississippi State conversation, certainly on our Mississippi State-Abilene Christian conversation. Uh, we'll, we'll stop looking back at that uh, just for a second and uh, welcome in a guy who, if we were talking to him normally, it would be on the Farm Bureau phone line, but he is with us here still in his golf gear, four-time All-Pro wide receiver in the NFL, Joe Horn. What's up, man? Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you? Great. Nice to see you. This oh, is Michael man. Borky. I'm Richard Cross, Brian Haydad. Mike, what's going on, my, my man? So, uh, flip his mic up for me a little bit there. We good? Uh, right there, we go. there we go. There we go. There, there want we everybody go. to be able to hear you. Um, there we go. What a gorgeous day to be on the golf course. It's a perfect day. Mark, take care of you? Absolutely. All the time. The last 20 years I've been coming here, Mark's been the man. 
So this is my spot. Dancing Rabbit is my spot. A lot of guys choose to go to Vegas and uh, California, different places for the golf. I like to come to Philadelphia, Mississippi. Do you play yeah. Dogwoods or Azalea today? Play Oaks. I played Azalea yesterday. I've, okay, Azalea yesterday. Played Oaks, the Oaks today. today. Tomorrow we're going to play the Azaleas again. A little muddy, but guess what? It's all good, man. You just got to club it up. There you go. Did <laughs> you play well? I shot a 78 yesterday. Okay. Okay. And a, a 85 today, but I'm a, I'm a short knocker. There you go. We play from the whites. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to tell hey, all your man, secrets. I, I just, I'm just being honest. Some guys, I shot a 73, but they play from the Reds. Um, what's going on with you? I know you've worked as a volunteer at the junior college ranks. Absolutely. Are you still coaching, or is that now I, in the rearview mirror? You know, I am um, not coaching right now. My son, Joe Horn Jr., was there right. at the time. He just got drafted by the XFL team, the Houston team. Fantastic. With Randy, Randy Mueller is the general manager down there. And I stay in Columbia. My son, J.C., who plays left right. cornerback for the Gamecocks. So I'm staying right. I got a condo across the street in Columbia. So, you know, I'm, I'm with my son here and my son, Jacob Horn. He's just committed to Ole Miss. So he'll be at Ole Miss um, in 2020. So I'm kind of South Carolina going to Oxford, and I'll be, you know, probably going to Houston. So I got three boys playing sports right now. So wow. I'm the um, call me the Uber guy. I, I'm back and forth with kids. And, and you get golf course spots in all three places, right? Absolutely. There you so go. So it's all good, my man. I like it. I like it a lot. So I was going back and, and reading a little bit about you. How legit <laughs> is this whole? He was down to six dollars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it. And went yes. and found a Jerry Rice workout video. Yes. And then used that as a template to kind of put together your highlight reel? It was a part of it. Um, I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and um, I was just, you know, walking back to my, my mom's crib, and I stopped by the Blockbuster and saw Jerry, Jerry Rice videos, like 4 or $5, man. I had six, and I'm like, you know what? This is what I do. I'm training every day. I'm working out trying to get ready for the draft and very quietly after coming from the Canadian League. Right. So I'm like, you know, what better, what better advice, what better um, outlook would I get from, from anyone than Jerry Rice? So I'm like, you know what? I got the video, watched the video, saw the cone drill, saw how he was doing things, man, and I did that. And I was prepared when I went in front of NFL scouts to, to run routes, and that helped me out a lot. Visiting so that, with uh, Joe Horn, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Your path was an unconventional one. Junior college, mm-hmm. hanging out for a couple of years. Yes. Not just hanging out. I mean, that's not entirely fair. But you were trying to get there. I was hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> you're right, you're right, on, right on point, my man. And then the world-famous Memphis Mad Dogs. Pepper Rogers, baby. Pepper Rogers. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I'm going to go back to the showboats before it was oh. the Mad Dogs. Uh, he's a, he was a character, man. Great coach, great guy. Yeah, very energetic. And my first opportunity to meet a, a big businessman down, Fred Smith, with FedEx, owned the Memphis Mad Dogs at the time. Yeah, he may own the New York Times here before uh, long after the uh, smackdown he dropped on them last week. Oh, my. I hadn't heard about Ooh. that, but Fred is my man. We'll talk about that off the air. Cool. Fred Smith is my man. That was my boss. Uh, so, a good enough season in Memphis Yeah, decent. that NFL teams go, let's give him a shot. Without a doubt. And then it all ends up where you're in the Hall of Fame in New Orleans. That's right. Come on, man. I, this is what I believe. Everything, that, everything that's meant to happen always does. I was humble. I was treating people right. And I, everything started to happen. The most high God, everything started happen, happen, happening the right way for me. So there's so much of my story that I can give you. We can sit here the next couple of days. But at the end of the day, 
You know, when you treat people right. I got a couple of hours. I don't know that I got a couple of days, Man, but I can go a couple of hours. Okay, okay. Well, cool. That's cool. But everything's ha- happened right. I was, I've, I've been blessed, man. I, I can't complain. And my career was great. You know, I, I was able to be with the New Orleans Saints. And I saw, saw it was a time that they weren't doing that good. And I'm kind of a guy, when I see that something is not doing well, I want to get with it and make it better. And that's where New Orleans were at the time. They're at the bottom. And I didn't want to go to Oakland where Rich Gannon was, who wanted me there. I wanted to go to New Orleans, and that's what happened. It happened for the, for the, for the best. 2000 to 2006 in New Orleans. Then you make the uh, kind of heel turn. You go to the Falcons. It's a business. It's all right? part of the business. It, it's all a business. I definitely that, that, didn't that want to go. That hurts my man. Hey, Dad, though. Hey, 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 it was business. I didn't want to go to New Orleans, but at the end of the day, when a new coaching regime comes in, they want their own people. Um, at the time, I didn't understand it, but from the outside looking in as a businessman, I totally understand and respect uh, what Sean wanted at the time, and it worked out perfectly well. I didn't, you know, I went to Atlanta with, to a great owner. Arthur Blank is one of the best owners in the, in the NFL. He loves his players. He treats them well. And I was blessed to be in Atlanta at the time. But my career, when Michael Vick, when Mike turned, um, turned the table a little bit and had to t- deal with his situations, right. that's when my career went the other way, too. So it was meant to happen. Yeah. Like I said, everything that's meant to happen, it always does. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. I don't want to keep you from anything. You, you got a couple more minutes you can hang with us? Man, I'm all good. We, I got to whatever you got. It's I, all love. I, I got I'm you. I'm good. I play 18 holes a day. The fellas playing nine, I told them, hey. I actually, I forgot Mark was supposed to come get me, so when I seen him, I was immediately on the cart over here, man. It's all good. I love it. How about this setup, too? The sports book, the, the, the yeah. gaming floor, the golf, the hotels. It's incredible. Gives the surrounding area, gives everybody a chance to come in and make bets and have fun in Philadelphia and the surrounding area, man. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for everyone. The casino, uh, everything that's going on is good stuff. Good I want to talk to you about two or three more things. Well, One. that it? I, I'm, well, we might get three? to more than that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm fascinated with an NFL player's perspective on the rise in legalized sports betting. Okay. So we'll hit on that. Okay. And there was one other thing. There was this – oh, the, this – Colin Kaepernick. There, no. <laughs> there was, there was uh, something happened with a cell phone somewhere along the way. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I, ah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's my claim to fame. We'll get to that next. Joe Horn, when we come back, more with you from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, Sports Talk Mississippi, on this Monday of Egg Bowl Week at the Renaissance Bank Studio. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Telephone, telephone. Why don't you leave me alone? Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming online at supertalk.fm. We are live at Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge on the Monday of Egg Bowl Week. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Brian Scott Rippey has, uh, has made his way in, told you he, uh, he got behind the Egg Bowl runners, the uh, ROTC guys. I think it was the Mississippi State version who uh, picked up the football in Calhoun City and were running it the rest of the way to, uh, to Starkville this afternoon. Joe Horn is visiting with us this That's afternoon. Right. And, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood. Hollywood Joe Horn. <laughs> Ceasefire text line. Trent in South Tillo says, I met Joe twice as a youngster. At uh, Tupelo Fire Ants game. Super nice guy. Tell him I appreciate him being nice to a young kid 15 to 20 years ago. Hey, man, that's what it's all about. People remember that. If you show love, if you show love, you get love. 
a lot of these guys, man, they, you know, when, once the money come in and the so-called fame, they, t- they, they, they tend to forget how people, you know, th- that we have a lot of fans that love us. And, man, our, our attention or their attention at the time on their high horse is so quick to be, how you doing, see you later, I'm out of here. Right. Taking time for that person who buys tickets, who tell you that they love you, who keeps up with you, you have to take time for them, man, and they'll never forget that. Keith is in JS. He says, the last time I saw Joe was in a Brookhaven McDonald's when he was on a rabbit hunting trip about 15 <laughs> years ago. Rabbit hunter? Swamp rabbits. There you go. I love. I have like 45, my, me and my father-in-law, we like 45 beagles. Okay. You know, and we slept, we go rabbit hunting, swamp rabbits, and we just, you know, wherever we can go on somebody's land that got a lot of rabbits, we go. I love rabbit hunting. There you go. You know? uh, Killed a 12-point deer rabbit hunting one day. I'll leave this. I'll tell you this about that story later. <laughs> uh, somebody says, now I remember why I didn't, uh, I don't like Sean Payton. Huh? Who doesn't like Sean Payton? The guy, that they let didn't like him because he let you go. Oh, that's, hey, that's, that's water under the bridge. Coach Payton, Coach Payton has done a phenomenal job there so obviously he knew what he was doing it's worked out it's worked out scott and clinton says glad to hear a fellow classmate from douglas bird chopping it up on the radio wow how about that that's amazing and what's uh, his name scott tell scott i said much love that's where i started he's listening right now north carolina scott much love brother i know i probably haven't talked to you or seen you in a while but if you're listening to me my man thank you very much i know i cross our paths cross i appreciate you tell your family i said what's up Joe Horn is so cool. He's uplifting me just listening to his positive attitude on the radio. So you got some fans out there, my man. I got a small, a small, small uh, group of fans. Yeah, small group. Yeah, I got a small Twitter feed. My son JC got the biggest. He got nine thousand people following him. I got fifteen hundred. <laughs> really? <laughs> he picks at me all the time. Like, Daddy, I got nine. I'm, I'm verified. Maybe we can, maybe we can help you out a little bit. We'll it's, try to. It's, it's all good. Hey, it doesn't matter because every time I want to say something about something like Daddy. Be careful what you say, man, because they're watching me. You know, they're going to come back on me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Lorenzo Ball. All right, legalized sports betting. We've got it all over the place now. Yes. Mississippi's kind of been on the uh, the leading edge of that. Mm-hmm. Um, commissioners, college commissioners, NFL people, Major League Baseball people, they've been a little, little tepid on it from a okay. player standpoint. Is this a big deal? Well, it depends on who you are and how you handle your life, how you run your, your business. Okay. Um, I think it's good for everybody. If, 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 if everyone can make money, the commissioners, if whoever it is in this life, if you can make money and, you can, and your life can be positive with the money you're making, if betting is allowing people to come from their homes and, and, and make money, why not? This is America. I mean, so, hey, that's what I, that's what I think. Yeah, and, and people should be able to make intelligent, smart decisions and be responsible for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have no problem with it at all. Did you say you wanted to talk about Colin Kaepernick? Hey, that's up to you. I could talk about politics. We could talk about sports. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm game. What did you make of the whole Colin Kaepernick workout a couple of weeks ago? Um, you know, the, the workout situation. Your son I, says be careful. Well, I got it. It's all good. I have a different take on that, that okay. situation. I respect Colin, uh, and I respect his beliefs on why he did what he did. Everyone has a right to kneel or stand if they want to, I feel. But at the end of the day, once you make that stance, stick with it. Stick with it, keep kneeling, and, and stay away from NFL football. If that's what you want, I mean, if, if you're making that stance, because I, if I'm not mistaken, if he, would, if he comes back to the NFL, he's not going to be kneeling. He said that he will not. Well, if, you're start, if you start off kneeling and, you, and you're fighting for, 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 I mean, you're fighting for the right injustice, that injustice sure. then hey, you got to stick with it. I don't. I don't. I don't personally think, and everyone have different perspective. 
I don't think you should come back and try to still stand for, for it when you were kneeling for was it. Was the workout real, or do you think the whole thing was a charade? You know, I can't really say. I can't really say if it was real or not. The way he looked, he looked good. Colin looked good. But I don't know if it was a setup or not. And I don't – I just – I just think once you stand for something, whatever it is, I think you should stick with it. Stick, stick with it till the end. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. with you sports talk mississippi streaming online at supertalk.fm richard cross michael borky brian haydad brian scott rippy just finished up a great conversation with joe horn if you missed that you can uh, go back and listen on demand at supertalk.fm you can grab it wherever you listen to a podcast or stream it from the supertalk mississippi website again supertalk.fm sports talk brought to you every day by mississippi land bank online at mslandbank.com Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. If you've got land financing or refinancing needs of any kind in North Mississippi, check them out or stop by and catch them at one of their branch locations. Again, mslandbank.com, Mississippi Land Bank. Monday of Egg Bowl week, we are live from the Sportsbook Timeout Lounge at the Golden Moon Casino in Philadelphia. And got the Chief with us again. Chief Cyrus Finn joins us two times in a row. We get to visit with you when we're here. I love it. I'll tell you, Richard, we got it going on now. All right. How, how are you? How's everything going? Oh, doing well. Doing well. Ready for a big Thanksgiving? We, uh, we've been, been kicking off full week. You know, every office program's calling you come eat. I think I'll, uh, I'll have some running to do after this Thanksgiving season. I can, uh, I can understand that. Certainly can. So, you know this. We do a, uh, a segment every day called the Pearl River Resort Pick of the Day. And usually that's me occasionally if i'm feeling generous i'll let michael borky or if i don't feel confident in anything i'll make michael do the pick uh on fridays during football season we, we pick games those are our pearl river resort picks of the day i want to put you on the spot oh we're going to let the chief do the pearl river resort picks of the day by the way you could come to the sports book at timeout lounge and make these picks yourself that's right we come on up the, the question is do you go with the chief or do you fade the chief you gotta you gotta make the decision this is a fun week. We were talking about this earlier, and what a great spot to be in. This is the week where you get Monday night football tonight. You got a couple of MAC games tomorrow night, another one on Wednesday night, Egg Bowl on Thursday night, college football Friday, college football Saturday, NFL on Sunday, and every day this week you get college basketball with all the Feast Weeks stuff coming on. What a great week. It's a sports fan's perfect week, especially college sports. It's almost like bowl week here. Yeah. Well, Let's take it back. We are going into bowl week. Well, we are. We uh, bowl week just uh, just around the corner, and what a uh, a great setup here at the sportsbook. All right, let's talk some football. Uh, you want to start Iron Bowl? Let's do it. Alabama Auburn. Alabama without Tua Tonga Valoa. Mac Jones played pretty well last week, although it was against Western Carolina. Who you like you like Auburn pulling the upset, or is it uh, Alabama at home? I say they're going to be a battle on the plains, definitely. You know, they're in a very inspired defense at Auburn. They love to pull the pull this upset and get that Iron Bowl victory. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a battle of the uh, X factor of the special teams who can make a, maybe get a takeaway or okay. take it to the house on the special teams. But I think we I think we're still going to roll tide and oh. bam in a close one. Listen bam to him. in a close one. So that means Mac Jones has got to play well against an unbelievable defense. Oh, man, I tell you, I'd hate to be a quarterback with them guys coming after me. LSU, Texas A&M. Seven overtimes a year ago. 
Athletics director left Texas A&M. He's now the AD at LSU. LSU's already clinched the SEC West. They're going to the SEC championship game. Any drama on Saturday night at Tiger Stadium, or is LSU put on a show? Now, I'll tell you, it, it, it is, it's, a, it's basically, basically the coach The coach is going to have to win this one. They're going to have to keep them guys in tune. It's definitely a trap game. A&M coming off a close loss over at Georgia. I think they're very inspired to try to upset. Uh, but Saturday night, about- Saturday night, Death Valley, I think the Tigers pull it off. You ever been to a game there? No. It's unbelievable. It's on the bucket list. Oh, what a great spot to watch a college football game. Um, Bedlam. And I'm going to ask you about this because it's my understanding that there are a lot of Oklahoma fans that live in and around here. This guy right over here at the uh, kiosk says he's an Oklahoma fan. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, it's in Stillwater this year. OU catches a break last week. They went 24-20 against TCU. Still got a shot at the college football playoff. You know, I'm rivalry you, game. I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts must have brought that rabbit's foot over there because that's two weeks in a while. Did he get the that, rabbit foot from Joe? I'm telling you, Joe must have sent it on up because I, uh, you know I'm sure that uh, everybody thought it was an upset down there at Baylor. Uh, they were able to pull a great up uh, comeback off there, and you know they, they definitely it's going to be bedlam and a battle. That's a toss-up there, but I have to lean to my friends. Uh, they're going to make a boomer on that one. There you go. A little boomer sooner. Ohio State-Michigan, 11 a.m. kickoff on uh, on Saturday morning. Last year, Ohio State boat raced Michigan. Not even close. This year, it's in Ann Arbor. Michigan's playing better. They seem to have found something with Shea Patterson. The offense has been a little bit more productive. It's a veteran defense. Ohio State's really good. <laughs> Ohio State's very good, and, you know, they, with having the return of their star on defense, I think it's going to be the difference. I think that uh, an inspired – Chase Blue, Young. Yeah, Blue, Blue Nation's going to give them a little battle, but I think Ohio State pulls it out pretty pretty easily then. That, that's a, I would love to watch that game in person. I, I don't know where I'd rather watch it, though. I don't know if I'd rather go to a game in Columbus or at, uh, at the Big House. Maybe the Big House? I'll tell you what, you know, I think the Big House has got an edge. That's just a, historical. That's a pretty good spot. Let's see, is there another one that we need to do? Oh. There's, uh, there's one here in the state of Mississippi. Egg Bowl, Thanksgiving night, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Bulldogs need a win to get to bowl eligibility. With a win, Ole Miss can get to five, and then there's like an outside chance that maybe through APR scores, if there's a spot open, they could get into a bowl game. Seems like a little bit of a long shot. Mississippi State coming off a win, Ole Miss coming off an open date? You know, it's a bowl game. It's the Egg Bowl. I see you smiling, and, and, and you, you know you know a little bit of where my where my honor is too. But I understand. I, I have to say, I personally uh, laid my eyes on on uh, John Rice Plumley and his co-arts, a freshman class that's coming in and really coming along there at Ole Miss. And you know, there's some key injuries that has hit uh, the Bulldogs. Sure. But uh, and you know, was it four in a row that the Vistas team has taken the trophy home? You've done your homework. And so. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm ready to see that uh, A-Bowl trophy. You know, a couple years ago, the ESPN kind of panned the uh, camera to where the A-Bowl trophy was. And, you know, it wasn't sitting in a very kind place over there, a little a few miles up north from us. But, but no, I think at the end, end of the day, uh, just watching the inspiration from players, yeah. I think Ole Miss has that momentum going. I think they continued on, and, and I think we'll turn into five years straight. The Vistan team gets to take home the Egg Bowl trophy. All right, Chiefs Iris Penn picks Ole Miss in the uh, Egg Bowl on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night in Starkville. What's the, what's the breakdown around here um, with, with locally 
with fans? Is it kind of split with Ole Miss and Mississippi State? Is does it does lean one direction or the other? You know, we're only about an hour away, so it's right. a, it's a 50-50. You know, you even got some Southern fans mixed into the region. We're right in between both both of the schools. So and a few Alabama fans mixed in as well, right? Yeah, they they, they we won't we won't say they're bandwagoning, <laughs> but but no. You think when Nick Saban moves on and Alabama goes down into the dumps? Yeah, maybe no, we can all dream. I'll tell you, that, that's going to be an interesting, interesting story to unfold when that day does come. Yeah, but uh, he's he's definitely has something special going on over there. Uh, you know, you hate it for the unfortunate injury uh, with Tua. Well, all prayers out to him. And, Absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, it's a lot of talent that surrounds him as well. So. Yeah. But uh, but no, this area here, you'll see a lot of maroon and white. Uh, but the red and blue is still alive and well. It's going to be hot and tidy this week. There you go. Uh, Pearl River Resort this time of year, kind of rolling into the holiday season, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas just around the corner, New Year's, lots of stuff happening. What's going on? What, what's your pitch to people to come uh, come visit this time of year? You know, this is this is home. This is home for us to come make it your second home. You know, we we had Joe join you just a moment ago that he loves to come chase the rabbit. You yeah. Know? And more or less, the rabbit might chase him a little bit out there if he can handle the greens. Yeah, it uh, sounds like but, it. But, you know, it, we, we've got Dance the Rabbit here. You know, it's almost like the Augusta that you can play. Yeah. You know, it's on the serenity just going into the the hills here in the Red Clay Hills. So beautiful back Neshoba there. County. But, you know, I, I, this is home for me. Uh, I helped open uh, day one with Dance the Rabbit, so that's really kind to my heart, you know. But, we, you know, we, we have a great group of people here. It's about teamwork. It's about just like we talk about sports here is and teamwork and everybody working together. You come you come here, you look around, you see the the surroundings. It just makes you feel at home that we uh, can have give you an opportunity to come enjoy yourself. And and now with the addition of the sports book here, here is really has uh, has been able to change the landscape. And, and interesting, we, we've talked with with Chris and with other guys about the sports book and how it's kind of grown and really in a lot of ways kind of exceeded everybody's expectations to a certain degree. There, there was so much unknown coming into this, not not just for you guys, but for others with legalized gaming in Mississippi. Has it done that for you? Maybe, maybe even more than you thought it could be? Oh, definitely so. I mean, it, this has been a talk for years in the gaming industry, me being on the board of the resort for the years before it was legalized. Right. You know, of what, what could be. You know, we've, we've gone out to Vegas and seen the impact that it has for those properties. But to be able to bring it right here into central Mississippi has really changed the landscape of, along not only with the property here at Perver Resort at Silver Star and Golden Moon, but down at Bohoma as well. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and not as many people know about that, but I've heard a lot of action there. Great, convenient for people, and, uh, and it's been really good. Oh, very well. Right there off I-59, and uh, being able to have that tight-knit community come together and be able to have a great enjoyment of the entertainment place. Chief, always appreciate the opportunity to be here. Wish uh, you and your family and uh, all your friends the best in the holiday season, and uh, great to see you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Sports Talk Mississippi. You heard his picks. It was chalk, 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 chalk. And then he took an underdog. He took Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State. Sports Talk Mississippi. Much more coming up with you in the Renaissance Bank studio. We'll get the whole crew back in here after this. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey on this Monday afternoon live from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. You know I love sports. On Super Talk Mississippi. 
Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey, glad to have you along on this Monday. What's up, Rippey? Not much. How are you, man? I don't think – is that on? Yeah, you're on. Just start, just start talking. There better? we go. You got, you got you guys in the microphone issues. Porky, what are you doing? Dynamite drop in there, Rippy. Uh, is, is that yeah. on? Hello, hello, oh, anybody goodness. there? Will, is this making you cringe uh, today? Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, Rippy, so press conference day in Oxford, day uh, one, I guess not day one of prep for Ole Miss. How big a deal do they think having – the open date last week was to kind of get a jump on preparation for this game. I think it helped him get healthy more so than anything, but I guess a few extra days of practice would help with scheme. But, I mean, four-win team versus five-win team, I don't know. If, kind of are what you yeah. are at, the, at this point. Uh, what is the uh, the injury update? They don't have any injuries. Everybody's healthy. Scotty Phillips will play. Benito Jones will play. Pretty much everyone they got on the roster will play. And, and Benito Jones is probably the biggest deal in all that. What about John Haynes? Yeah, they said he'll play by Thursday. Okay. Uh, injury front for Mississippi State. Pretty good report from Joe Moorhead today also, right? Yeah, it looks like everybody's going to be available. Uh, Cam Dantzler, was, he wasn't listed on the guys not playing, but he also didn't play. Um, so they expect him back, though, all good. And then, of course, the big thing for MSU is the suspended players will all be available. So Willie Gailey, Autry, Marcus Murphy will all be on the field uh, on Thursday. How big difference does that make for the defense? It's big. It's big. The three games they've had them, the defense has looked reasonably good. Tennessee notwithstanding? Even Tennessee. If you, if I it was told, okay. If I told you State gave up 20 points, you would think State won the game, right? You, you, I mean, it's State against college football? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're taking State's offense into account. Well, that's, that's the point. It was the offense that, that left them hanging that day. State, State had given up 13 points going with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I, yeah. The defense wasn't the problem that day. Yeah. Uh, I had a question also about Southern Miss. It's still some championship implications in there for Southern Miss on the line. There are, but you got to have a lot of help. you got to have another Louisiana Tech loss. They've lost two in a row. And Louisiana Tech plays eh, – got to go back and, and look this week. But it's not somebody where you go, oh, wow, no shot in that one. And then you got Southern Miss dealing with, uh, with FIU. Uh, so – Kind of a long shot at this point to uh, to have it happen, but there is still a chance. Tough loss for Southern Miss uh, this past uh, past weekend. Uh, losing to uh, Western Kentucky ends up not being all that uh, close. 28-10, I think, the final. UTSA? UTSA for Who, Louisiana Tech. And they are 4-7 and seven on the year, and it's in Ruston. Louisiana Tech is a three-touchdown favorite in that ballgame. Southern Miss has got to go to uh, FAU. FAU, a nine-point favorite in the game. As, uh, as well, Jack Abraham banged up, uh, injured in the game on uh, Saturday night. We'll have to check and see what his status is as we get a little bit deeper into the week. Biggest college story of the weekend? The protest. Is it the – okay, so are we going to New Haven, Connecticut, or are we going to South Florida for FIU's win over Miami? That's a big win. That was a very unexpected win. Yes, it was. How do you describe that? Put that in perspective. Florida International beating Miami, existing in the same city, technically. I, I'll tell you who it bothered the most, at least early. He, oh, had, that, yeah. he had that as his 45-unit play this week. Oh, no. He had, he had Miami oh. uh, late in the 20 
in that Ooh, so uh, in hold that on game. hold on so on top of that missing that miami's his team it's his so team he got, he got the double whammy yeah it was the double whammy oh it's the double whammy uh so costly cool set up there though at marlins park at least was it yeah i mean nobody was there but that's that's marlins park for you i mean kind of the only thing going there is that's the the site of the old orange bowl it's yeah, a bit they, nicer than it was on the broadcast, they were like, yeah, you know, the Orange Bowl's destroyed, but they still have some memorabilia around the stadium to pay tribute to the stadium. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Not not the same thing, guys. Not uh, not the same thing at all. Um, winners and losers, we need to get to that. We'll do that at some point uh, this afternoon. Uh, great conversation with Joe Horn uh, a little while ago. Let's get to some thoughts, though, on the Egg Bowl. As we uh, we look toward this, uh, yeah, fair or not, it was a question for Joe Moorhead today. Hey, Dad, asked about job security in relation to the Egg Bowl and whether or not he and John Cohen had had any conversations about his job security going forward. Yeah, and uh, answered it in the very coach speaky way of you know, yeah, he was asked, "What is your future if you win this game?" Or if you lose this game, and it was just, well, if we win this game, I'll go to a bowl, and if we don't, we won't. I uh, didn't get, really get into it uh, in any uh, any depth whatsoever. But the question needed to be asked, and it was asked and answered. And uh, now we, 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 I don't, you know, do I buy into that? Of course not. All right. So, so what did he say? You just told us. What did he mean? I think he has had to have had at least had a conversation with the administration that's that would basically saying it would be a lot more palatable for you and your future here to win this football game i'll put it that way is that win or else i don't know if it's win or else i don't think i, I said this on on uh do you believe he loses his job if he loses the egg bowl on thursday night i think he has a good chance of that yes really yeah one game no, nah, well, don't put it as one game. No, but it, but 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 hold on, that's exactly okay. Do you, well, all right, and I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. saying. I agree that it, this game shouldn't uh, mean everything because beating a four and seven Ole Miss team doesn't prove anything. But so if so, you're Mississippi State, it, it's tough for Mississippi State to fire a coach who goes to bowl games. Yes. Okay, so so you think there's a better than 50-50 shot he loses his job if he loses this game on Thursday night? Yes. Oh. If he wins against Ole Miss mm -hmm. on Thursday night, does he remain the head coach at Mississippi State? I believe so. If he wants to. If he wants to, yes. That means it's about one game. I, I no, I agree with that. I agree with what you're saying, and it, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So if you've decided that the outcome of one game determines whether or not you terminate your coach, mm -hmm. then haven't you already made the decision about how it you feels feel like about you, it? It feels like you have, right? It feels like you should. Wow. And I, I, I please understand, I'm not trying to put you in a difficult spot right, right, by asking right. that no, question. I don't. I, you, you don't know. You've admitted you don't know. It's kind of your opinion. Right. I think an educated opinion. I will say this. But that's I, a I, I don't, and that's weird spot on the podcast. to be in. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he would be removed if they lose. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Do I think the you percentage? You think how they lose matters? I would definitely think that. A, a 2008 Egg Bowl kind of situation, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I mean, let's say Ole Miss beats him 45 to 10, Gone. and it doesn't even look that close. I'm going to have to spend my birthday at a press conference. I'll put it that way. Uh, conversely, Ole Miss makes a 
crazy comeback in the fourth quarter after uh, I don't even want to say it out loud because of so right, I, I see some, what you're getting at. Though. You know, after some weird circumstance and a kicker who hasn't made one from has made one outside of 50 all year long right. hits a 57 yarder that hits the crossbar and kicks over into the gridiron club. Yeah, you probably don't. Here's your job for that. Like I said, I don't think it's a slam dunk, but okay. snapping that ball streak will not be a good good thing for for Joe Moorhead. We found out that. Um, Greg Schiano said no to Rutgers. Yeah. Four years, or eight years, $32 million, $4 million a year. That's correct. With a focus on facilities and infrastructure and mm-hmm. basically everything he asked for he got, and then he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Did you, I don't know I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Steve Politi, I think is his name. Writes for – Okay, yeah, P- Politi. Yeah. Wrote the most brutal takedown of a college football program I've ever read in my life. Was he an NJ.com guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he destroyed the Rutgers athletic program. Less scorched earth. But, okay, there are lots of reasons that Rutgers should be destroyed. Mm-hmm. But if they zeroed in, Greg, on, zeroed in on Greg Schiano as his guy, mm-hmm. and everything that he asked for in the process of trying to negotiate this deal, they said yes to, including him paying him $4 million a year and doing stadium upgrades and giving recruiting budget and giving a budget for assistant coaches and giving him an indoor practice facility or football operations building, whatever well, it is. Did they, did, did they say yes to all that? Well, I mean, my understanding is – they didn't put up any walls. Okay. What was the hang-up then? Was it the buyout language is what did I, I, it? I There's don't no know. Maybe Shiano just at the end of the day thought about it long enough and said, I can't. Said, that's a dumpster fire. No, I thank can't you. get there. Yeah. yeah. Does that put Joe Moorhead back in the conversation? That seems crazy to me because what are Greg Shiano's job options right now? Well, maybe, he's, maybe he's, he's made his money and he's just content to sit on the couch and watch football. But he's working somewhere, right? No. Remember, he, he left the, uh, the he Patriots. Left the Patriots. So he's he's just he's just enjoying life right now. You know, is he fifty five? Yeah. As far as Richard's questions go, uh, I mean, would they come back around to Joe Moorhead? I mean, there was a lot of talk about him early, and in honest, in all honesty, it feels like it could be a, a golden parachute of sorts that Mississippi State fans, by and large, are sort of off the Moorhead. Well, they're not sort of; they're off the Moorhead <laughs> bandwagon. I'll clean that verbiage up. And you know, there's a lot of pressure. In terms of, he just it doesn't feel like he's getting it done, and they don't know that he's going to get it done. And if this is an opportunity to get out and sort of save face and re- hit the reset button, he might take it. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Monday afternoon. We're live at the sports book at Timeout Lounge. We come back, winners and losers. Plus, we want yours on the Ceasefire text line. What did you like this weekend? What drove you crazy this weekend? We'll talk about it next on Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, when I was a young boy, at the age of five, my mother's child gonna be. Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Halfway through on this Monday afternoon, having a good time at the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. You got the Maui Invitational going, you got PTI going, you got replays of football games going. Got 25 big screens in here. And tonight, most of these big screens will have Monday night football, but not all of them. As you got basketball going on, you'll be able to watch everything at one time. And you can place a wager and you can eat well as. Uh, 
Man, the, the food around here, just absolutely fantastic. We can attest, right? Uh, I, I think all of us can uh, attest to uh, to that. I was going to say, if you want to get that steak dinner out of the way, we just duck over to Philip M's right now and call it, a, call it, a, I, call it even. I have seen my family for about 12 hours out of the last seven days. Um, I'm going to have to catch you next time. Okay, okay. Uh, it is time right now for winners and losers. All I, all I, all I, all I do is win, win, win. We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Winner never win. What did you see this weekend that you liked? Do you put it in the winners category? What about what you didn't like? How about a loser spot for that? Michael Borky, you are up first. A winner from the weekend. Kind of a broken record, Chase Young. Okay. I mean, rarely is a defensive lineman or a defender at all appointment viewing, but I watched that game against Penn State. Of course, I probably would have watched it anyway, but specifically looking for him. And every time he wasn't doubled, he beat his man like his man wasn't even there. And they would double him, and he'd still beat them. I think he had four tackles for loss in the game and three sacks, and that was when Penn State was – I mean, they wouldn't drop back at all. It was quick passes all game because they knew he was coming – and he still got to them three times. He's unbelievable and broke a sack record there with still one game remaining and missing two games. A lot of good defensive linemen have come from that place. Yes, there have been a few pretty good ones uh, through the years. He's awesome. Um, I'm at the Florida Gators men's basketball team. They went to the Charleston Classic. And uh, the week after falling out of the top 25, after being ranked number six, in the preseason, they go in and uh, win three games, including a, uh, I guess, kind of a rivalry game against Miami on Friday. Then uh, last night in the championship game, uh, they beat previously undefeated and number 18 Xavier, and uh, we're really impressive. That's a pretty talented roster, and uh, and they're pretty good. Hey, Dad, give me a winner. I'm going to Mississippi State basketball. Okay. Uh, you know, didn't get the uh, the three wins they wanted, but they went two and one over there. Their win over Tulane looks really good now. Tulane ended up winning their next two games uh, in the tournament. That'll end up being a top 100 team uh, win for them, I think. And, my gosh, this this team looks really impressive through through the first, you know, seven games. And when they get Nick Weatherspoon back, I think they're just going to be better. This is a team that and right now I think is, is – playing really, really well. They play good defense. They're unselfish. I, I like what I'm seeing from Ben Hallen in the squad. Rippy, give me a win. I guess Jeremy Pruitt, they're going bowling after allegedly not surviving the season in September. So, 6-5. and five. Not bad. 7-5. and five. They're playing Vanderbilt this weekend. Good point. Yeah, going yeah, to Derek be Derek Mason owns Tennessee, though. It would be really surprising. Three. I, I, yes. I would say it's going to be owned. Past tense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about a loser? Any uh, any losers? Can or I give any one more winner? You may. I got one more too. You remember that website Cameo we talked about uh, a couple oh, weeks I ago? Where you can pay. Oh, the birthday present you were going to give me that you didn't give me. That was me. That was me. Oh, the birthday. Pre- yeah, that one. I found out the day of, Richard. What can I do? Yeah, it, there's a, anyway. Uh, the lead singer of Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath, was uh, did a cameo video for a girl to break up with her boyfriend. So she used Cameo. And Mark McGrath to break up with her boyfriend, and he sat there. I'll show you the video at the. At it's the break. incredible. It's so funny. I mean, he was into it and broke yeah. up with the guy for her. Fantastic. That's nice. good stuff. My winner is uh, Matt Porter. Who is that? You're asking. He is the guy who bet fifty bucks on Joe Burrow to win the Heisman. That's going to end up 
that's done. Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman Trophy. What were the odds? Uh, he's going to win $10,000 when this is done. They've offered him buyouts of 3500 and yeah. 4500 he, he, no. he decided to ride it out, and then it, it, it ended up working out for him. So Matt Porter is going to get a cool 10 k in a couple of weeks. Is there a scenario, is there a dollar amount that you would take as a buyout at this point if you were him? $9,999. That's it? I'll save him a buck. 6500 would you? 6900 Because what happens if Georgia makes him look pedestrian in the SEC championship game? And then Justin Fields throws for 250 and runs for 125 in the Big Ten championship He's game. still thrown for 4000 He has. Done. It's he done. He has. But if it was offered to me, I would take it. Yeah. It, I, I, would, I would ride it out. Bird I mean, in the hand, two in the bush. I, you know? right. I, I probably would go in that you know, eight to $9,000 range. I mean, hey, if you guys want to save a grand, man, sure, do whatever. Now, yeah. I, I might take nine grand for it. You're sitting on a $10,000 winning ticket with no real issue in sight. And honestly, you said Fields. I think I would be much more worried that Chase Young has like five sacks against Michigan and they say, okay, we have to do this. Yeah. yeah. I still don't think you'll be able to generate enough momentum. I don't think you would either. Yeah, some, there's some guys that you get Heisman fatigue with because you talk about them the entire season. But because he wasn't Tua at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't think you've got that. And he's just continued to produce. Yeah. Um, loser? The American Athletic Conference, Memphis, whoever was involved in the broadcasting of the Ole Miss-Memphis basketball game is a complete loser. And by the way, that court is just ridiculous as well. <laughs> and the idiot on Twitter that said that because I'm an Ole Miss homer, I hate the court, uh, you're a loser too because yeah. you, you just you have a hard Angry time Borky. thinking you know, with the brain that you allegedly have. But... Memphis claims to be a Power 5 conference, right? The Power 6, that we belong with the big boys, and they have a ranked team hosting an undefeated SEC team, and the only way you can watch it is via a pirated stream, a one-camera broadcast from a local TV station with no announcers and no sound. I thought Greg Gaston and somebody did that that game. You could not watch it on the stream, only if you picked up the local channel if you lived in North Mississippi or in Memphis. So, yeah, it was broadcast on CW30. Yep. And and it was available on ESPN3. And it was a one-camera stream, no announcers, and there was like one natural sound mic that you could hear where you heard the Ole Miss cheerleaders and the in-arena PA guy. Oh, wow. And that is it. It was in in, uh, standard definition as well in the year 2019. You want to say that you're a power conference? Act like one. That was terrible. Rippy, you were there for that game. What was the atmosphere like? Pretty good. It wasn't completely sold out, but, I mean, everywhere down low looked full and there were some people in the top. It was a good atmosphere. It felt like a March game. All all Memphis fans, a few Ole Miss fans in there scattered? or Yeah, you could tell they were both. I mean, there was a lot of Memphis people, but there were sections of Ole Miss people scattered throughout the arena. Um, Let's see. Loser. Hey, Dad. I hate to be negative because I feel like the Niners are the winners here, but the Packers, they just got humiliated. Ugh. Yeah, uh, they did. And, you know, the Niners, they're such an interesting story to me because normally you have that, okay, they're bad, and then they have the, okay, they're, they're getting better, and then they're, okay, now they're good. The Niners skipped the middle part. They just went to, okay, they're really good. And they have a tough schedule coming up, obviously, but for Green Bay, they just got embarrassed. And that, that, that's, that's going to cost them any shot at home field. We'll find yeah. out in two weeks how real they really are. Well, I mean, they have—I uh, think they have Baltimore between the, the Niners. Dude, really? Their, their next three are Baltimore, the oh, Saints, in Baltimore. Oh, and wow. then and then they have to go to Seattle. So they have three Ooh. road games against Ooh. good teams. So 
the Niners, I think the Niners are, are, are for real. Don't get me wrong. Just if they lose out on home field, it doesn't mean they're not for real. But at the same time, the Packers, that's just a bad loss. Rippy, you got a loser? Uh, Mason Rudolph, he got hit in the head with a helmet and then got benched against a winless team. That's pretty tough two weeks. Did they lose yesterday? No, they won, but he got benched for the duck-calling guy. Uh, but, I mean, getting benched against Who? a team that hasn't won. A, uh, Devlin Hodges, they call him Duck, the third-string quarterback out yeah, of Sanford. Yeah, he won like a under-18 national duck-calling championship or something. Yeah, favorite color is camo, I think. But getting benched against a winless team is pretty pretty rough. Well, maybe he was having some concussion-like symptoms from the previous week they just hadn't previously identified. I just don't think he knows how to throw. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the uh, sharpest knife in the drawer. No. I don't know anything about his intelligence. I know. No, well, I mean, you've heard him talk, though, over the last couple of weeks. He, he keeps looking into the camera and talking and doesn't feel like there are a lot we're of intelligent put things. Virginia Tech on the winner's list if this keeps up over there. Uh, Virginia Tech leading Michigan State 27 25. Two got, and a half minutes to go first half. I got another winner. The, the football fans in the cities of Starkville and Oxford. Yeah. Because not only are you got the Egg Bowl on Thursday, you have the Little Egg Bowl in the North State uh, Finals on Friday. Starkville will travel to Oxford. Uh, to see who goes to play for the state championship game. Yeah, the uh, the Oxford Chargers on my winners list. There you go. Will you uh, you gave South Panola the uh, the upper hand on the, uh, the on the radio on Friday afternoon? I hate to uh, tell you, but you were wrong. I didn't account for Tannehill. Yeah, he got a big leg. Yes, he does. Yeah, got a big leg. Probably gonna kick for the old Rebels next year. Probably so. Yeah. There any litigation going on in between those two schools? Not, not that I'm aware of. There hasn't been any uh, high school beat writers that have uh, written any books either. <laughs> Just kind of let that hang on out there. How about another loser? Dwayne Haskins. Taking a picture? Plays like crap, but his team still wins somehow, and instead of going out and taking the knee, they can't find him anywhere because he's snapping selfies with the people in the front row behind the bench. To be fair, I would thank every single person coming out to that game. Yeah, there weren't many. $5 uh, tickets. Uh, there were uh, were not many. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. We'll get to your winners and losers from the weekend when we come back on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. More coming up. Sit tight. Well, well. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. You on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Brian Scott Rippey getting to some of your winners and losers on the C Spire text line as we broadcast live from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge at the Golden Moon Casino in Philadelphia. Pearl River Resort. You've got golf, you've got great food, you've got live gaming. You've got the uh, gaming floor with plenty of slot machines and blackjack tables and poker rooms and Baccarat and whatever else it is that uh, you would like to play. A little Caribbean stud, a little three-card poker. Talking my language. Am I? Yeah. Baccarat, particularly? No, 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 I don't even know how to play that. You, uh, you like to spin the big wheel? <laughs> I'm a craps man. Like yeah. yeah. There you go. No roulette for you? No. Worst odds in the casino. Yeah. 
but still fun. I mean, it's you get fun. A lot of rea- action. Yeah, you, you, it's fun to play, but if you want yeah. to win money, no. So, are, are is craps table the best odds? Best odds in the casino is the pass line. There you go. You like to throw the bones? If I can, yeah, I'll wait my turn. There you go. How long does that take? Just depends, depends on how crowded on, it is. Yeah. Honestly, if you show up at the craps table and it takes a long time to get the dice, that's probably a good thing. It's probably somebody has uh, been, been rolling and hot. winning. Yeah, somebody's hot. hot. hot, hot. Uh, winners. Keith Urban for the Grey Cup halftime performance. Huh. The uh, Canadian Football League Super Bowl this past weekend. And Richard Cross covering the Charleston Tourney. Both were on national stage over the weekend and did a great job. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate that uh, very much. There was, there was one call in particular of yours that was fantastic. Nice. One of your best. Uh, let's see here. I watched with no commentators and enjoyed it. So I guess yeah, the uh, – And I had people say that to me on Twitter that, oh, it's nice not having announcers. Yeah, it would be nice, especially since it was standard – in standard definition to yeah. like know who the players were, but you miss things. Like at the end of the half, what was it? Blake Henson hit a three, and they took it off the board, and I have no idea why. Stepped out of bounds. It, see, it, that would have been nice to know. And then K.J. Buffin, when he had four fouls, would have been nice. Things like that, that even if you hate announcers, there are things that they tell you that you need to know if you want to watch the game and actually know what's going on. Kevin says, loser, Memphis's basketball court. There's a lot going on there. It's just unnecessary. But yeah. I didn't. It was not. A, it was not good to look at. That's for sure. But I don't think that's why they had it. Memphis fans love it. I'm sure well, of they, do. they do. There's a gigantic unnecessary chip on their shoulder. But um, <laughs> jab. I did have up. some guy ask me if it was messing with the team's depth perception. I, that may have been a little conspiracy-ish. They've said that the blue turf at Boise State does something weird when you're running. That if you're not used to it, like your your body thinks that it's further down than it is, and so sometimes your steps can be shorter at first. Makes sense. So a colored field a lot or of ducks something get there too. Yeah, they land on the field thinking it's water. Loser, Southern Miss. Winner, Michigan. Not this Saturday. I don't think so. Going forward, Keith and JS says winner Lawrence County High School football team limped into the playoffs as a six and five three seed. They've won three hard-fought games, one last-second field goal win, and an overtime win on Friday night, and will play for the 4A South State title this Friday night. So, Keith, giving the love to Lawrence County. Uh, Let's see, any of these others? Uh, Derek in Greenwood says all of these are non-related. He says Ole Miss is the winner because they didn't lose a game this weekend. He says, being an adult, sometimes a loser. Had two deaths and a friend in a bad car wreck over the weekend. Sorry to hear about that, Derek. That is tough, man. No good. Somebody was correcting me on the uh, Southern Miss situation. Said if Southern Miss and UAB both win this weekend, then USM still goes to the Conference USA Championship game regardless of what Louisiana Tech does due to tiebreakers. So I guess that's a scenario where you have a three-way tie at the top. And then you go into a three-way tiebreaker, I guess. Okay. Well, then we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Uh, We will uh, wait and uh, and see. Jeff says, we suck. We don't even deserve to make a bowl game. Can't even beat Western Kentucky. In fairness, Kentucky's not bad. Yeah. They just beat an SEC team. With their (laughs) former quarterback. They did. My story's good. Technically, an SEC team. Yeah. Uh, Loser. This is Ethan from Guntown. NFL officiating crew in the Dallas versus New England game. It was just, it was pathetic. You could have just stopped after the word crew. 
NFL it was too, officiating. Crew. It was too perfect that the Saints had a PI call turned against well, them yeah. after asking for the rule. That was they poetic. didn't ask for that rule. In fairness, that's for something to be done. David suggests, by the way, that you turn on the radio broadcast to uh, go along with your stream. No shot. That's synced up. Oh yeah, you, there, there's like a uh, an app for that. Or a service for that. It's like yeah. SyncYourRadio.com yeah. or yeah, well, something. I would just much rather a Power 6 conference have a broadcast that is, you know, from the year 2006. That, being, that would be We had great. this for baseball. You were in last year with, uh, with Tennessee. They had this for one camera that day. Super Talks, Bob Sullender does a Mississippi College broadcast, and it's they do football, and it's great. Like, it looks like an ESPN production, and we can't get that for Memphis, a ranked college basketball team. I'm not, I'm not sure that Rippy will agree with this. He says the winners, the Army guys, the Army ROTC guys from Ole Miss and Mississippi State that are running the game ball from Oxford to Starkville, handed it off on the uh, the Calhoun City Square. Saw that. And uh, Rippy got behind them and was, uh, as a result, 45 minutes late for the start of the show today. We were going slow. It happens. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Five o'clock hours next. That means the college football fix when we come back to the sports book in time. Feel it. Can you hear it? Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Price of poker just went up. Things are happening here. Good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. The food just arrived. We are at the Sports Book at Timeout Lounge. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey, Will East in the studio today. Glad to have you along. Sports Talk brought to you every day by Mississippi Land Bank online at mslandbank.com. Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. If you've got land financing or refinancing needs of any kind, Mississippi Land Bank can help. They've been financing and refinancing land for over 100 years. Check them out online at mslandbank.com. Mississippi Land Bank, where they know the lay of the land. All right, big platter of chips and salsa on this side. And on this side, I see wings. I see sliders. I see mozzarella sticks. I see some veggies with uh, dip there as well. Those are for you. The veggies? Yeah, that's all yours. That's all right. I like carrots. Right. I like ranch. It's, uh, which reminds me of my favorite joke of all time that I can't tell on the air. Get back to you on that one. I can't wait to hear it, though. Glad to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, where you can eat well, you can drink well, you can gamble well, you can gamble big or little, uh, you can play golf, you can uh, stay, you can eat. I mentioned eating already. I think, I, I think I'm hungry. It's on the brain. I think point, I'm yeah. hungry. Whether it's uh, here at the Sportsbook, they've got the, uh, the kitchen right over there, or Philip M's or anywhere in between, plus gaming floor, and, of course, the Sportsbook here at Time Out Lounge. A lot of really cool stuff to do when you are at Pearl River Resort. All right, Will, it's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford. And your local Mississippi Ford dealers log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. Plus, 
not just trucks, but great savings on 2019 year-end models from Ford. That's the Black Friday sales event. Allows you to save money while you shop for a new vehicle. You can start your search, search online at buyfordnow.com. Let's bounce through the, uh, the interesting games from the weekend, games that we picked on Friday, SEC games of note, some top 25 games. We'll start in Baton Rouge, LSU 56-20 to over Arkansas. The thing that's been most impressive to me this year about LSU, and we've talked some about this throughout the course of the season, is that it feels like normally when you watch LSU, you get, you get a clunker or two. When they play a game where they're a whole lot better than the team they're playing and they have to hang on for dear life or have a little magic in the fourth quarter or it's like, oh, wait, now we've got to play for a little while, that really hasn't happened this year. Give Arkansas credit. They had a decent game plan. They got some stops early, forced a couple of field goals, kicked a couple of field goals themselves, tried some different things with K.J. Jefferson. So, you know, good enough plan. Uh, recovered an onside kick. That was good. But LSU, when they shifted it into gear, they won 56-20. to 20. Yeah. It was 56 there was no playing. Right? Yeah, there was no playing with your food, really, on Saturday night for LSU. That's how you know they're truly an elite team because Alabama's that way, right? Clemson's that way. They, they, they just tend to not have stinkers. Right. That's how you know LSU has taken that step forward. Georgia 19-13 against Texas A&M. Did you enjoy watching this one? Because I'm an old man, yes. Okay. I, I enjoyed watching an old-school SEC defensive. A lot of defense. A lot, lot of running game. I, I enjoyed watching this game. Played, in, played in, the, in miserable conditions, too. Which, to me, makes for great TV. Yes. Snow would be better than rain, but given the absence of snow, we'll take the rain. Take the rain. Uh, how elite is Georgia's defense? Not elite enough to overcome their shortcomings on offense when they play games that matter. Okay. Uh, just simply put, not not good enough, not elite enough to stop LSU enough to win. Yeah. Okay. Um, but don't you wonder on the flip side, though? I mean, yeah, LSU dominated Arkansas. There's nothing you can take away, but they've given up a lot of points to a lot of people. Look, John Rice Palmy's athletic and Jaron Ely's athletic, but I mean, Ole Miss ran all over them. And uh, when it comes playoff time, maybe not against Georgia in the SEC championship, but if they get paired with Clemson or if they get paired with Ohio State, do you think that they will be able to slow them down at all? Because those are both objectively better offenses than Ole Miss, than Vanderbilt, who scored on them. I don't want to say that this is played to the level of your competition for Georgia, but I feel like they have the ability to dictate the flow of the game. You're going to see a lower scoring game more times than not when you've got Georgia because, one, they're good defensively, and, two, they are going to grind it out running the football and shorten the game. Now, will they be able to get enough stops against LSU or against Ohio State in a playoff scenario to make it close, to give themselves a chance, and then have Jake Fromm or DeAndre Swift make a play? And how many defenses has LSU seen that are to Georgia's caliber? Would it be one, and it would be Auburn, and they struggle? Florida as well. They put up points against Florida, but there's nobody outside of Auburn that LSU has seen that has the caliber of defense that Georgia does. True. And Auburn slowed them down considerably. Just, just ask yourself this. If, if, if you said LSU scores 27 in that game, that's, that's slowing them down. Would Georgia score 27? No. Probably not. No. So it's, just, it's just not enough. If they had Justin Fields, they would. Well, that's a story for another day. Rippy, um, this Georgia team, 
What happens in the SEC championship game against LSU? I really don't know. I've watched Georgia one time. I didn't watch any of this game on Saturday. I was driving back, but I don't know. I mean, LSU can get run on, so. Did you catch some of Missouri and Penn State, or uh, Missouri and Tennessee? I watched zero college football games Saturday, not a one. What did you do Saturday night? I drove to Monroe, Louisiana. Drove four hours, so oh. got there about 9 o'clock. Left Memphis, went straight to Funroe. I don't think I missed a ton, though. No, you didn't. Um, that, that was the one disappointing thing for me about Saturday. Finally, you know, I had a Saturday off. Yeah. I mean, I was in Charleston, but there were no games. And yeah. so, hey, I'm going to watch some football today. No. This wasn't any football that I was interested in. I take that back. The bar I was in at late Saturday night had the end of Oregon and Arizona State on, so I kind of watched some of that. Arizona State, 31-28 over Oregon. Oregon. Utah wins 35-7 over Arizona. Arizona's bad. Yes, they are. Yeah. Oklahoma, 28-24 over TCU. Got lucky. Is is Bedlam going to be a game this weekend? Something something going to happen there? I don't really Oklahoma think so. Oklahoma may lose this weekend. No, they're not. I mean, they have Oklahoma close State's calls. quarterbacks. I mean, they're they're playing a backup quarterback, aren't they? I mean, they beat. Is West Chubba Virginia. Hubbard still on the field? He is. He's good. He's he's really good. Twenty to thirteen was their win against West Virginia this week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Minnesota over Northwestern. College game day coming to Minneapolis for the first time ever. Minnesota feels like an afterthought now. They do, but they can still get to the Big Ten championship well, game. if they get to the Big Ten championship game and beat Ohio State. Well, that's not going to happen, though. No, probably not, but. They're not going to beat Wisconsin at home this weekend. Oh, I don't know about that now. Oh, you don't, do you? I don't know about that. Yeah, they got Jonathan Taylor on Minnesota's team. The boat may get rowed. Yeah, it may. It may not either. Yeah. Are they going to have their second sellout this year with that game on Saturday? <laughs> they might. They might. Nah, I, I, Minnesota's fine. We'll see. We'll the, make picks later. The playoff thing's fascinating to me because I've seen a, a bunch of people, including people that cover Wait, did the – did you say if they beat Ohio State? Come on, man. Hey. It's pretty much settled. It's three locks, which who could have guessed that in the preseason? Nobody. And then but Ohio State Georgia, Utah. But you wouldn't have had the right lock. You went to Ohio State. LSU, LSU was the one that crashed the whole party this year. I think Ohio State. Flipped the college football world upside down. So <laughs> Ohio State is lo- a little surprising. Not really at all. I, I, I it's thought- three locks and then Georgia, Utah, or who? Alabama. 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 Yeah. Baylor may. Yeah, I guess. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Really? I mean, you beat Oklahoma. What, what do you mean, time? really? What are you talking about, really? Did, Baylor has to beat Oklahoma, who they had a twenty-eight to three lead over. Baylor beating Texas to be, be a, to be a one-loss. Try, try to tell y'all, champion. Rippy and I had that one. Still won't be enough. What to, to Baylor, be over Texas. Alabama? No. Yeah, Texas, which is probably the right move. But I mean, that would fire. I mean, which I guess is what they want. But the if drama Alabama, that would follow. If Alabama gets in as the four seed. They're going to get smoked by LSU or well, Ohio State. And well, my question is, do you put LSU at one where you have a regular season SEC versus SEC rematch and guarantee you don't have two SEC teams in the national title game, or do you slide LSU to two, have an LSU-Clemson matchup and an Alabama-Ohio uh, State matchup? I think you should do that. But then you take the risk. No, but it, there won't be. I, I agree, but but you you're saying there's a chance. So, but I I've seen a lot of people suggest that Utah can do nothing to pass Alabama. Do you agree with that? 
I think a one-loss Utah team. Utah will have Alabama, but there will be one win over one ranked team, which will be Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Who's game. Alabama's ranked team win? I guess Auburn this weekend. Would it would be, be it. Auburn. This so it'll be one on one. Beat Oregon. I mean, I don't know. And Alabama has the name thing that you they just can't have get past. That's your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out how the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. we got more coming up with you in the Renaissance Bank studio live today from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge at the Golden Moon in Philly. is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. So final look, or first look, not final look, but first look ahead to the, uh, the Week 14 games involving teams from the SEC. You know on Thursday nights you've got Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mississippi State, an early three-point favorite in the game. Uh, what, was two and a half? It's moved a little bit, kind of settled at about a field goal. Missouri is at Arkansas. Line opened at 11 and a half. It's gone to 12. Missouri, a 12-point favorite. And Barry Lunny indicated in his press conference today that some of the Razorbacks had been exposed to the measles or the mumps. It was mumps. Mumps. So Chad Morris is an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Jeez. How many people watch that game? Over, under 150,000. Oh, it's on CBS on Friday afternoon. People will watch. Oh, yeah. It, 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 absolutely, people will watch. If it was watch. on Saturday, it would be a different story. Clemson, South Carolina at 11 a.m. Joe Horn's son, one of the cornerbacks for uh, South Carolina. Kind of lame that we have Clemson, South Carolina, and Ohio State, Michigan on at the same time. Why? Nobody cares about Clemson, South Carolina, except you because you're from there. It's also the number three team in college football. I think more than just me would care about watching them in their rivalry game. But what do I know? No, I I think it's because it feels like it's a lopsided matchup. That that, that was not a shot at Clemson. Or, I mean, I was messing with you because you're from South Carolina. Now, I'd um, love to see them lose this game, but... Is Clemson? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be great. I would I would send a lot of text messages that day. You don't like Dabo? He's fine. He's more than fine. He is, he's a really dynamic football coach. It's the people that I can't stand. Clemson fans have not handled winning well in your oh, life? Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Uh, good old-fashioned hate. Georgia, Georgia Tech, historic Bobby Dodd Stadium in the shadow of the varsity. Thank you. Georgia is a 28-and-a-half point favorite. Georgia is a larger favorite over Georgia Tech than Clemson is over South Carolina. When they ask, what do you have? 
Georgia Tech's going to have a beatdown that day. You believe that? Oh, yeah. They'll have a road game at home, too. That's true, too. What do you think the final on that one is? 40 Low scoring, I bet? No, they can't score enough. 31 nothing. 31 nothing. Yeah, just a shutout. What's the OU? They don't have it listed here. So, so 35-10 is not good enough to cover, though. If it were 35-10. to 10. Oh, You're right. Uh, I believe they'll get 10. Louisville is at Kentucky. Sneaky, suddenly interesting game. No doubt. SEC Network game at 11. That's worth watching. Louisville is 7-4 and four and playing well. They scored 55 against Syracuse this weekend. In the 50s. May not have been a 55 exactly. Kentucky, bowl eligible again, 6-5, and five, chance to get to seven wins. What if I told you Mark Stoops did a better job coaching this team this year than he did with the 10-win team last year? Would buy that 1,000%. Buy that stock, no problem. And came out on uh, Saturday and said straight up, I'm not going anywhere, I'll be at Kentucky. Not so, going to Florida State. What job is he waiting for then? What if he's not? Kentucky hoops. What if he's just <laughs> pays better? What if he's decided that he's got a good job? He's gotten the roster how he wants it. He realizes he's a good coach. He just smoke and mirrored his ways with a wide receiver at quarterback that cannot throw. He cannot throw the football to a bowl game, and is coming off his best recruiting year ever. The thing with him but is, can you win a championship? Does he, he doesn't win enough to attract the kind of job we're talking about. Like he's he's, he's never going to be on the Ohio State short Michigan shortlist. I got Florida news State's for you. up there with Ohio State, Michigan. Not though. anymore. I agree it's with not. That. I don't know. Nope. You're both right. You're both right. Okay. It can be on that same tier. It's just not right now. Same with Tennessee. Tennessee could get back there, but they're just not right. What makes it uh, not Tennessee other is than more Nebraska? That's never yeah. happening again. What, what well, makes they, Florida State what not on that level? They have that other every than middle, middle tier. You're not, you're not wrong, but I mean, they were. They should be nine and three this year. They should be going towards ten wins. I would say that's their ceiling. Who? Tennessee. I think Tennessee can recruit well enough to go against Georgia. They could win the East at some point. I'm not sure yeah. they can win a national championship. And if you win the SEC, you're going to the playoff in all likelihood. All right, Borky, your question is what? What is it about Florida State that other than recent last, what, three seasons of not winning football makes them not on the same tier as uh, an Ohio State or Michigan or Clemson anymore? You ever been to somebody's house where from the outside looks really pretty? Like the yard's well-kempt? And they, they make sure that they pressure wash the house every year and the, yeah. the flower beds look good. And you walk in the front door and it's disgusting. It's mine right now, but I'm taking this personal. Yeah, well, it's all right. <laughs> not, it looks good from not, the outside. Not trying to make it personal. <laughs> I think Florida State maybe still looks good from the outside, but on the inside, like, like the, the part where they don't want you to see, yeah. is a disaster. So you got the president asking everybody to give more money to this dumpster fire of a football program right now so that they can – Pay for the guy they just fired and go hire a new coach. They did just get Mark, turned down by the Kentucky coach. What would you guess Stoops' career record at Kentucky is? Probably five hundred. He's probably a few games. No, no, no. no. Above he's, his first year, he's like two and ten or something. Yeah, he's like fifteen games below five hundred. No, he's forty-two and forty-four. <laughs> two games I, below five hundred. So basically, what you're but saying? But that's with a ten-win season last year and a six-win season this year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year is the only time he's finished above five hundred in the East. But that was a program. Done a really good job. I'm not saying it. I'm right, not right. saying it not. I'm just kind of surprised. He 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 is exceeding expectations at Kentucky right now. Alabama, a four point favorite on the road against Auburn. 
Chris, is that our number over here right now? He's got it at four and a half. When's the last time you could get Alabama at four and a half? Especially in the Iron Bowl. Man, something in me wants to hammer Auburn so bad. Take Alabama and sleep well <laughs> Matt, at night. Mac Jones against that you do, defense, you do it, man. man. You do that. Mac Jones against that defense on the road. It'll be fine. Can you buy the hook, pay double juice, get it down to four? Okay. There we go. Richard just got his wallet out. He What's said he yes. <laughs> said yes. I, I think I know something that might happen before I leave here. I mean, people don't give Gus enough credit. Rippy and I talked about this, I think, at a commercial break a, a few weeks ago. That, Bo Nix, Schmo Nix. Uh, right, and he hasn't been very good. But uh, Gus Malzahn's next job, he will show you how good of a football coach he is. He has not gotten a fair shake being where he is, considering within he his own state the greatest coach of all time. To a national title, he and Cam Newton. Yeah. So. Oh, no, I'm not even questioning Gus. I think Gus like, can beat a backup quarterback at home. Um, a guy with no real experience no, going man, into that. Ole Miss had a chance to win in in Auburn. They did on a Saturday night late in the game. They also scored thirty points in Tuscaloosa, and Tua played. Yeah, I don't know. I they, they, I don't they know. Lost man. by I just, thirty also. Yeah, it was, they it was fifty-two seventeen. Uh, but. Uh, Auburn's defense is they, significantly they better touchdowns. than Ole Miss's defense. And it's in Jordan Hare. Backup quarterback, no real experience. Wait, you don't think Alabama's defense is significantly better than Ole Miss's defense? It is. But it has given up some points and yards. Everybody talks about Mac Jones like they just pulled him off the streets. He was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school. He was. He's still a backup, though. Yeah. But he's a backup to maybe the best quarterback in college football. He also has the best receivers on earth. That's true. And Auburn has the best defense they've seen this year. I mean, if if you want to take the bet, is, are we? Is another I mean, steak about to get you, thrown you, you out here? Either, is this happening? You can either go make it at the window, or you can make it with me. I'm I'll happy make it to. with you. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. I'm right. in. What's it? Was it Auburn is this plus the, the steak four. bet? I'm down one right now to uh, Hey Dad. Wow, it's four points. Yeah. Four and a half here. So we'll do the four and a half. No, I'm taking the four right here. I, I actually, you're the only one on this panel who doesn't owe me a steak. If I did, I wouldn't give you one. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're a Welsher? Depends on what the bet was. All right. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. All right. Um, Tennessee, 22-and-a-half point favorite at home against Vanderbilt. 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And there is part of me that says you pound that number for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of a big number. It is. And they haven't exactly scored, outscored people in these wins. They're winning these close games. And they, they, got, they got points on UAB, which is UAB, I yeah. get. But well, UAB would beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt they would. right now. It's really kind of comparable to Vanderbilt. Today. At the end of the day, if I told you they won 31-7, that's not a ton of points. but It's a cover. It covers. Right? Texas A&M at LSU. LSU a 16-and-a-half point favorite. Is that the line or is that the number of overtimes? Uh, ESPN, 6 o'clock on Saturday night in Tyga Stadium. Will LSU and uh, Ed Ogeron, will they celebrate after this one? Who gets punched? Ooh. Can, I, can we get that bet? Is that on the board? Florida's a 17-point favorite at home against Florida State. Feels like Dan Mullen will score as much he'll, as he he'll can rub it possibly score. He'll rub it in. Uh, in this one. Sports Talk Mississippi. 
Half an hour remaining with you on this Monday. Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge, Renaissance Bank Studio. What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Those wings are fantastic today. They're really good. Really good. They're going to bring me 20 more. I won't. Wings, mozzarella sticks. Barbecue sliders, some celery and some uh, carrots, big old plate of chips and salsa. I got yes, like, sir. I got almost 2,000 more calories I can have today. So if they want to bring some more wings, I won't say anything. I mean, you have those sliders. You can do that. Those are good, too. Yeah. But the wings. So this is the first time you've put anything in your mouth all day? That's the first thing I've eaten, yeah. Yeah. I bet you were hungry. <laughs> I still am. Have mercy. That's a long day without eating. It is. And I've exercised, too. So. Hey. You don't have, like, a little snack in the morning usually? No, nah, nah. Had Man. a Powerade Zero. That do much for you? No. It quenched my thirst. Um, you want to be part of the conversation, you can do so on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. Stephen says, how is the line favoring state? I don't see it. I thought it opened as Ole Miss minus one. It did, one. but the money has moved it already to state minus two. Okay. And Jeez, that's all over the place. I don't know. Tell me if you agree with this, but this is like a game for me that analytics versus the eye test. The analytics will tell you Ole Miss is not good. They have four wins against terrible teams. State has at least beaten three bowl teams. Say what you want about them. Louisiana, Southern Miss, and Kentucky are bowl teams. But the eye test tells me that Ole Miss is playing a lot better than Mississippi State. So – I'm, I don't know which way to go. I, I have never been this torn about my Egg Bowl pick. We're a few days away from me having to make it. I'd have no idea which way I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go out on a limb and take a guess on where you end up. Why Why? Why you got to question my, my, my uh I'm just my saying. I'm just saying. My, my ethics. Well, if you don't know where you're going to go, I'm just saying. Let me take a guess on where you might end up. If I had to pick right this very second, yeah. I would pick Ole Miss. Would you? Yeah. What's more likely? Against the number or to win? To win. Plumlee runs wild or Stevens throws all over him? I think Plumlee runs wild is more likely. So, I mean, who? I, I, this is probably a dumb question, but whose defense is better, Mississippi State's or LSU's? Oh, I mean. Uh, I thought you were going to say State or Ole Miss because they're actually somewhat No, I mean, because. No, he, he was asking based on what. Um, what John Rice Plumlee and Jerry Neely did to LSU. If. If Mississippi State does not have athletes that can contain Ely on the edges, then it's going to be a really long day. I always have, and that's take, where Willie Gay comes in too. Is yeah, yeah, we don't and know Marcus if, Murphy too. Yeah, I take the LSU thing with a grain of salt because they did get up twenty-eight to nothing before any of that started they, happening. They did have two hundred yards of offense in that first half, though. Yeah, this just depends on how you want to, you know, how it you really want to spin is something it. too that. There was there was a, some media members who don't cover Mississippi State at the press conference today. And they were convinced State was going to win, but a lot of the guys covering State are convinced that hmm. Ole Miss is going. Who are the media members not covering Mississippi State? Like old you'll, you'll people cover Ole Miss? Yes. Well, no, no, he doesn't cover Ole Miss, but he is a an Ole Miss person. We'll just leave it at that. He's listening right now, so he knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, here's somebody that says, "I'm with you on Auburn Borky." Uh, that's from John in Brookhaven. Here's one that says, "If Gus wants to prove he is an elite coach, 
Come be the head coach at Mississippi State. <laughs> he'd win football games. He would get players, and he'd win football games. Tua doesn't play defense. Well, he doesn't play anything anymore. <laughs> Walter in Houston says Auburn will Got win. Him. Here's a uh, defense still wins championships. Uga by three over LSU. I've seen a little of this, that, and the other. Does defense win championships anymore? Defense keeps you in championships, but in, in modern college football, you've got to score. The, 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 the correct term, a friend of mine uses this, enough defense wins championships. you got to have enough defense. That saying comes with an AARP card membership, doesn't it? The de actual defense wins yeah. championships? Yes. Uh, Jason and Flagstaff, I'm going back to winners and losers just because I want to read this out loud. He says, the National Weather Service forecast in Flagstaff, Arizona. He is our, as far as I know, only listener daily in Flagstaff, Arizona. Maybe there are more. Maybe he's influenced a few people for the uh, holiday weekend. 24 inches of snow. He says that makes it a loser. I might just say au contraire, my friend. Good snow over a holiday weekend in November or December? I could get on board with that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Two feet of snow is a lot of snow, though. It is a it? lot of snow. That's a lot of snow. You sit, in, you sit inside, light the fire, and you're good to go. Yes, I, would, uh, I could be on board with that. Cook some soup. Some two chili. feet. What if we had to deal with two feet of snow for the Egg Bowl? Man, that would I be would, a blast. I would definitely take Ole Miss to win that one, the way they run the football. Another probably dumb question, are the uh, field crews at either place equipped to remove that much snow? Like, could they do it? Neither one of them have a plow, so I would say probably no. Oh, I bet they do. You think there's a plow? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can find out. I'm gonna, I, now you've now you peaked well, curiosity. Well, now, if there is a plow proper... I don't know, but I guarantee you that there is a tractor, multiple tractors on Mississippi State's campus or in very close proximity that have a bucket on the front or a scoop that they could run across the yard lines. Okay. Hey, then I that? have a tractor with a bucket on the front. Well, then you're the guy at Ole Miss, I guess. Me too. I'll bring it to the game. Pro probably oh. not. I don't think you would necessarily want to do that with, like, regulation tractor tires. I think your preference would be to have some turf tires. Yeah. What's a regulation tractor like? Like... No, tractor tires that have got the big knots, uh, the big knot, like look like oversized mud tires on a tractor. You would want like slick turf tires. Do they have the heated things where you can see the yard lines? I don't think that uh, either Mississippi State or Ole Miss have the heating coils underneath plague surface, no. That no. seems like I, that would be a problem. I can, I'm 99% sure that they don't. There's that one percent. I'm could, going on hundred percent here, but you know, yes, we would have uh, we would have known about that by uh, by now. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. The C Spire text line. Uh, Graham says defense wins champs wins championships. Okay, Boomer Sooner. Yeah. Wait, no, just okay, Boomer. He's he's calling us old. Oh, I got you. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, See, Boomer Sooner, I don't right. think, would work as well. You're right there. Uh, George and West Point says the plow would work great on the field, but what about where the fans sit? Well, that's you just going to have to. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the, the sequel yet? I have not yet. Uh, my uh, my kids saw it this Saturday. Oh, you're, oh, so you, oh okay. I'm going to, we're making a family trip oh, out of it. There you go. Out of Frozen 2. Go to the movies. The what? Frozen 2. Did you Elsa, see Frozen, the Anna? first one, Anna and Elsa? This is it a movie? Yeah. Uh, no. Disney movie. Okay, no. This guy. You've never heard of Frozen? I don't think so. What? It's like the most popular How old Disney. is it? 
Uh, like four years old. Five, six years old. Four years ago, I'd kind of outgrown the whole Disney movie phase. I was yeah, out of was... diapers, too. Hard enough to believe. It is a little hard to believe sometimes. You've heard of Frozen, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, though. I mean, Anna and Elsa pretty, like, the first one even? That's pretty mainstream pop culture for the last decade. Yeah. Half decade, whatever. You should get out more, Rippy. I'll have to buy that Disney Plus so I can catch all the new Disney movies. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't want to spoil it. So Peter Pan remakes coming? Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I don't know if you guys have done the Disney Plus thing or not. My kids have been wearing out Disney movies. I have. I just got a uh, text. Yeah, that they have the drag they use for the astroturf in baseball. That's uh-huh. what they would bring over. Oh, really? In a snow situation. Would that get the job done? I, I, two well, feet. We're gonna find out. Well, you don't drag it for the first time after two feet falls. Yeah. But then, how would unexpected two feet of snow falls overnight? What do you do when you get there in the morning? Leave. They bring a tractor over. Ruin that good grass field. Well, you don't have a choice. Yeah. It's frozen at that point also, yeah. so you can get away with running a tractor over it. Yeah. Yeah. Wet, I, I, wet grass, wet hay, just not good all around. No. That's what I've learned. <laughs> well, it could be a little combustible if you're not careful. Yeah. Everyone's going to catch on fire in the snow. You know, you have a soaking wet field, and you've heard of the idea of a, of a helicopter hovering yeah. above it to dry it out. I don't think that would help melt the snow, though, would it? Just kind of create blizzard-like conditions? Yes. Yeah, you, you probably don't want to do that. No. You do not want to do that at yeah. all. It, I mean, obviously, we are not equipped for that where we are. Let's even call it a foot of snow. Yep. Let's say, unexpectedly, Wednesday night. I mean, this. what are we doing here? If it dips below 40, this place sells out of bread. I understand that. I, I'm just saying, so if unexpectedly... You got a foot of snow Wednesday night before the Egg Bowl on Thursday mm-hmm. in either Oxford or Starkville. You would have a mess on your hands. Would either of y'all be able to come to the game? You would, probably. Has a cat got climbing gear? I'm just saying. Yes, I would come to the game. I'm just saying. You... I would, I'd just leave earlier. Okay. So that would be so much fun. You're driving, sa- you're driving down I... Highway 9 at like 40, at 38 miles an hour. So I, I was doing a Bowling Green game. Uh, 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 con- it was back in the CSS days. And it was Western Kentucky against somebody in Bowling Green. And I, so I was driving to Nashville and then up 65, I guess it is, to Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. It started snowing in Holly Springs. Oh. And it snowed on me. It should have taken me four and a half, five hours to get from Oxford to Bowling Green. Nine and a half hours. I I shifted my truck into four-wheel drive just north of Holly Springs and drove in four-wheel drive. The entire way? All the way to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Wow. I stopped on the the, the interstate, pulled two people out. With a chain, like wow. like in helping somebody, good Samaritan. Look at this. The third time I tried to do it, yeah, no. stuck. Oh, me, and I have to call a tow truck to pull me out to get rolling That's down great. the road again. What's going on at the sports bucket timeout lounge? We will tell you when we wrap it up next on this Monday afternoon in the Renaissance Bank Studio. Okay, let's go to the junction in the grove and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. 
time with you on this Monday afternoon. Fast three hours today at the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Folks beginning to make their way in. Get ready for a little Monday night football, a little Maui Invitational. Uh, we've got uh, basketball happening in Columbus, Ohio. Basketball happening in Orlando. Got a lot of hoops going on right now. Chris Hopgood is the uh, director of the Sportsbook and uh, oversees it uh, here What's up, my man? Good to see you again. Yeah, Did I just good. make up your last name? Yes. I think I said Hopgood instead of Hopwood. Yes, but yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, it's <laughs> one consonant here, one consonant there. I knew that didn't sound right when it came out. Um, Everything's been good. Good to see you. Good to be here. How was the weekend? Uh, it was a good weekend. Kind of busy uh, like it usually is. Wasn't quite as uh, exciting with the Alabama with their loss, but uh, it was still a fun weekend. Did, did you guys have a number posted on the Alabama-Western Carolina game? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't make it big enough, can you? You, you couldn't make it big enough, but the, you, a lot of sports books kind of take the risk out of it by putting up that morning and not really putting up early. Yeah. So the customers don't really get a bet on it all week long like they do with every other game. But the, so, so is that why when a lot of the places you looked, there wasn't a line posted until yeah, it was, it was, you know, the morning of? Same thing with Mississippi State. I mean, because with their, with their game, too, they were a huge favorite, LSU. What, the, what did the number end up being for the Mississippi State game? I think it was 38 and a half. Might have been higher than that, but I think, I think it was around there. Yeah. So they didn't get there? Didn't get the cover? No, I don't think so. Because I, yeah. I don't even think Alabama covered. Wow. Um, I think this was 58 and a half. This is I, – I, I, 58 and a half? <laughs> wow. Wow. Did 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 you have and I know you got to be careful or maybe I you just tell me if you can't answer this question. Did you end up with more action on the LSU side of things or the Arkansas side of things with that forty-two and a half point line? That game was basically fifty-fifty. There wasn't really a lot of uh, t- attention like there usually is for those games with the big point spread. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, I guess it was kind of uh, lame action-wise, but uh, it's it was still good action. It was just wasn't what we're used to with the uh, LSU or Alabama State. Usually, if State was actually playing better, but. Yeah, I certainly understand understand that. So we were talking about this earlier. This is one of my favorite sports weeks of the year because you've got all the college basketball. I'm a sucker for these tournaments. I right. was, was just asked at one last weekend in, in Charleston. Um, you've got Maui going on this week. you got the one at Disney World happening this week, the one that's going on in the Bahamas, which is where Southern Miss is going to be uh, happening this week. And then you've got football, Monday night football, and then college football Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, more NFL on Thursday, and then the full day of NFL on Sunday. This is a pretty great week. It's a great week for the fans. It's a little bit of a rough week for us. <laughs> but uh, A lot of work I'm, this week, right? But that's what we're here for. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have the holiday week there when it's used to here on the East Coast. I mean, coming from a casino background, there's no holidays for us anyway. Sure. But then, uh, I mean, it's always fun if you're with your family, watching the games all throughout the day with the NFL, watching the, the Egg Bowl late in the afternoon. Um, there's no NBA on Thursday, but uh, there's still NBA all week long. It's a... Uh, it's a fun weekend, like you said, with these college basketball tournaments all over the place, uh, with the holiday tournaments leading up until they finally get to the conference play. It's just a fun time all this time of year. Yeah. What What do you expect this weekend to be like? So Thursday night, Egg Bowl. Um, obviously, you got games to get to coming up this weekend with Alabama and LSU and, and all those other teams that, that garner a lot of national interest. But local interest for an Egg Bowl on Thursday night, What what is that like? What? what will it be like in here Thursday night? I mean, maybe if some people get tired of the families, they'll come up here and watch the game. 
<laughs> get away. We've eaten well. We've taken the nap. Now let's go find a, uh, a new piece of scenery and then finish the night in the casino, right? Yeah, and because the lines, it's a little line with two and a half. So basically it's coin flip. Anybody can win the game. So it makes it a little more interesting to go along with the NFL games. And here, I mean, a lot of people like to do their parlays. So with the three NFL games along with the, the football game, it gives them something to parlay to add to the weekend. We talked last time we were here about the uh, about the individual consoles that you've got over to the left of the bar. Remind me, one, what they're called, and two, what people can do on them. Well, the, the crystal betting terminals is what the, they're called. It's, uh, our, we're doing the test case for IGT here. Right. We're the only ones in the world with them. Uh, you have your own 27-inch monitor that you get to watch whatever we have in play on that's linked to that. You can do the parlays like you can do on the kiosk. Um, it, it's just great. It's a user experience. It's almost like a slot machine. Once you put your money in it, it's your machine until you're, as long as you keep playing. And and you can plug headphones in and listen to the game that you're watching and, yeah. and catch your card that you've got going and everything, right? Yeah, and, and like the the screen will actually shrink up when you want to do your parlays and, and get more bets in, but then you just hide it and it'll open back up and watch what you're trying wow. to watch. Have you um, have, have they been as well received as you thought they would be? <clears throat> They're very popular. They're. <laughs> They're definitely more popular than the, the regular kiosks that we have, but uh, I mean, because we don't have in-play on these kiosks anymore, because we put it all on those with the TVs. Gotcha. But because the, these terminals are like you see on them, they say quick bet. We just want you to make your bet pop get down, out. pop your bets, get out of the way, and move let, on. Let the next customer get their bets in. But over here, we want to let you spend some time and do what you want to do over there. Chris, always good to see you, man. Yeah, nice to see you. Great to uh, be back at the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge with you. Thanks for being with us on this Monday of Egg Bowl week. We'll be with you tomorrow from Visit Oxford. On Wednesday, we'll be in the studio. On Thursday, we'll have an hour and a half pregame show for you before we toss it to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State radio networks. And then Friday will be a full recap show from the Egg Bowl. Thanks for joining us from the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Renaissance Bank Studio. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3. Good night. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.